recording. Start streaming. And I'm going to let this stream. Can you hear me breathing through my nose hairs? Because sometimes <laughs> I hear that on podcasts. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're live. What's right. up? What's Whoa. up, Luke? What's up, Luke? Hey, Eric, how you doing, buddy? Yo. Good, man. Hey, Kano. What's uh, up, guys? Kano. We have a special guest in the house. Yeah. Uh, but first, we didn't even say this is Robot and the Bear episode twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow. Did you think we were gonna get this far? Yes. Okay, I do too. <laughs> no big deal. We, we got here. Yeah. It didn't matter how, but we did. No. So, uh, yeah, we got Kano in the house. Very exciting. Yes. But first, right. let's get to our top uh, top fives. Oh, you want to start? Let, uh, I'll start. Sure. Yeah. Um, I still have to give props. San Diego Comic-Con just got back. Uh, we had a very busy one. Yeah. Busier than normal, uh, from what I understand. But part of it was having Tarada, Katya Tarada, in the booth behind us. Nice. Is that your um, number one? Uh, I'm just putting that as number one since we just I just got back yesterday. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you know it was a busy time, had a good time, and all that stuff. So that that was uh, still number one. Mm. Yeah, we'll probably go back to talking about Comic Con. I oh, imagine. Yeah. No, this is going to okay. be a Comic Con. Yeah. Wrap up okay. So we'll, we'll keep that. And then uh, number two, I got to give props to Big Kitchen. It's a restaurant in San Diego in South Park neighborhood. Mm. We have breakfast there uh, every year twice during Comic Con for the last three years. Mm-hmm. So they know us now. We go there, and they're like, "Oh, it's that time of year," type of thing. Kind of, kind of like that. And the uh, place is awesome. It's like, I think it's been open since 1980. Oh, but it's just like a breakfast place, you know. But oh. really cool, nice. Neighbor- neighborhoody, cool. Um, number three, the Super Annie Art Show. I have a GR2 featuring uh, the Super Annie, m- m- many of the Super Annie team. Super nice. Annie is. I still don't know what that means, though. Is it a collective? Yeah, it's Super Annie's like a collective or business, I guess you would say. It's a great looking show. Yeah, just a lot of drawings, and they're all they have a consistency in style of some sort. Maybe it changes here and there a little bit. There's it's co- figurative yeah. and it's comic booky, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah, a lot of drawings. So, mm-hmm. yep, and also the event. Kim Jong Gi came and signed for two and a half hours, and he was supposedly was too busy, like he was going to show up for a half an hour or an hour. And then uh, stuck around for two and a half hours and just kept, service. kept signing and kept signing and kept signing. And then finally he was like, okay, I got to go. Does he speak English? Mm, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Nice. Yeah. And that was cool. So mm-hmm. I got to give thanks to Mr. Kim jong and the Super Annie team. Uh, number four, I have, uh, let's see, I have Katya Tarada this weekend. He's still, uh, he's actually still in America and he's going to do a signing this weekend on Sunday here. Oh. Which will be fun. Nice. Yeah. He's got a new book. That's the whole thing. He's kind of got yeah. a little mini book tour going on. So Fantastic. Uh, he's currently in Wisconsin at an air show doing live. He's doing some art there. He's in Wisconsin right now? Yeah. There's Ooh. an air show there, and they're flying a, a Nausicaa plane. Like the oh, plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, somebody made that. It's actually flying what well, flew, supposedly, today. I hope it didn't crash because I didn't uh-huh. follow it. But, uh, yeah, the, the plane actually is supposed to fly Did they bring today. it from Japan to there? Or? I think so, but I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, that, that's why he's there, and he's doing some, you know, art, live art probably or something like that. And Nausicaa is, like, required viewing for, like, the, the re- Studio Ghibli thing. And required reading if you're into the manga. Oh, the manga is so much better. Yeah, the manga is amazing. So mm-hmm. definitely check out Nausicaa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number five, um, I have Theo Ellsworth starting soon, August 3rd. Yeah. 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 This Theo Ellsworth back. He's back from Montana. <laughs> oh, was he in Montana? That's where he lives. He actually lives in Montana. Then he just shows up in California, does an art show, and then goes back to Montana? Yep. 
So I have this great distinction of showing an artist from Montana. Not not a lot of people can say that. I don't think. No. Yeah. No. You said he's starting. Like, is it an installation or oh, something? Oh no no no. He's just. It starts August third. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. that type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, it's an art show, but should be fun. Anyways, that's a quick top five because I want to get to yours and maybe that'll spark some more discussion on comic-con because well you know I, epic. I, I'm, I'm changing mine a little bit because i know <laughs> we're going to be talking about comic-con so i i just don't want to like you know burden i want to plow through the top fives so um we didn't do a show last week because of san diego comic-con <laughs> you know but the uh, weekend before i was in uh connecticut uh visiting a friend and i went to louis lunch now, Louis Lunch has been featured in like all kinds of crazy travel videos and stuff like that as the home of the hamburger. And um, oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's like been around since 1895 or something like that. And when you go in there, they have these crazy like over a hundred year old broilers that stand vertically, and they put like four patties of beef inside there, and hmm. you know, there's flames on both. You know sides. what? I've seen this now, now that you mentioned it. I. All this now has come back to me. I've seen it on video before. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Wow. Okay. And they serve it on white bread Holy with shit. no condiments, and it's like a sliver of onion and a tomato. And I don't do tomato, so for me it was only a sliver of onion. And for cheeseburgers, they put on a spreadable cheese because the cheese won't like melt in their vertical grill. Um, you know, things. And I saw this video, dude. dude. I got all this. But wait, you didn't just go out there for that, did you? No. no. He went out there to see this friend. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. So, and, um, and Louis Burgers was an extra. Yeah. And the, let me tell you something. The hype is real. <laughs> so does the burger beat your friend? No. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just wanted to know. <laughs> no, but the, um, the burger like left a crazy impression on me because mm. I saw, you know, there's, there's that show, the, the burger show. It's on like, you know, the same channel that I, you know, I think right. that does the, that guy was at Comic Con. Oh, Willie, uh, the big guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw him? I saw him in pictures afterwards. I think he was throwing some stuff off of the like the WB Tower thing. Oh. But he was there. Okay, well, like I, I love his show, kind mm-hmm. of, and I don't really care for this current season because it's all like celebrities and fucking burgers. I don't need no fucking celebrity with my fucking burger. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you yeah. know, he did a tour, a Connecticut tour, and I was like, and so I did that same tour. Oh, and, nice. Except for I didn't do the steamed burger, but like. Yeah, that that burger left an impression on me. Wow. Yeah. So um, my number two is a place called Nude uh, Bar in San Diego. We went there twice, two days in a fucking row, and it was that good. It's wow. like right next to a place that I really want to try called The Friendly. Um, apparently, they're also known they're known for their pizzas and their burgers, and I didn't try either of them because after eating at Nude Bar, I was so full that I just couldn't you know. how could a place be known for both pizza and burgers i don't know it sounds like no way you can do both you can get one no. but you can't get yeah. two they, but they both they do both and um you know i yeah uh, bill mcmullen or was it you know billions, billions yeah uh, was espousing the you know glory of their hamburger and i really wanted to try it but you know after eating again at nude, nude. bar yeah <laughs> i it's n o o d like noodle but right. nude um, so, yeah, that place is great. Um, my number three is Ghost Bear, the toy released at San Diego Comic-Con. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, um, congrats, man. People think it's very cute. I agree. I it's think very, so. It's very cute. <laughs> I, and got, I got one. You did, yes, you did. When Patrick uh, came by. Yeah. Um, my number four is a sad one. It's the uh, Kyoto Animation um, yeah. arson that was, um, you know, 
a real bummer. I actually watched some of their, um, you know, anime, and so, you know, so that sucks. That's a crazy story of what the guy did too. Yeah, like he, what is he? He put gasoline in, in the stairwells so mm. people couldn't escape or leave. Right. Yeah, and then what is it? Th- those that tried to get to the roof couldn't because there was just a log jam, like probably smoke, and somebody like collapsed, and then people just couldn't get around the people and get you to know, the door to open the door. It's crazy. That's I crazy. mean, uh, and what was this whole thing behind it? He was saying that they took a story of his. That, that was a that word, his right? Thing? It was yeah. a word he thought he coined, and then they used it was used by that company for something else. Oh, like really? Completely different, like different uh, meaning of the same kind of word. Wow. He just made up a word, and he got known for it supposedly on social media just a little bit, and then yeah, that oh. company happened to use the you know randomly use the same word for something else, but it was a made up wow. word. Um, Jesse yeah. Jeru was telling me that like the apparently Kyoto Animation was known for hiring women um, for their uh, the studio, which is mostly like a, a male dominated industry, and um, you know, which is the reason why a majority of the people who died were fem- were women. Yeah, wow, know? I didn't know that. That's so, crazy. It's insane. You know. Wow. Yeah. So what what do they make? Let's honor them. I mean, was there something that you saw um, that you might have liked? I think they I, I think they um did I know they did um God, what's her name? It's like the Dragon Maid anime, which I watched because it's kind of adorable and funny. Um I'm into like weird dumb animation sometimes. Um and then I think they did like Your Lion April, which is a Netflix animation. Mm-hmm. Um and there was another one that I can't remember. But right. um you know, they, you know, their, their, their animation quality was good, you know, and I mean, obviously a lot of the, you know, heavy lifting in the anime uh, world is done in either the Philippines or Korea, but like, no, yeah. Um, That's crazy. You know, my thoughts are out to them. So. Yeah, man. It's crazy. When did that happen? Was that like Wednesday or something? Or yeah, it was, I, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday, maybe. You know, and okay. I didn't hear about it until like Saturday. Oh, okay. I heard about it the next day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a yeah, that's a bummer. Um, you know, I hope uh, apparently they're going to tear down the building and create a memorial or something. Oh like that. wow! So so anima- animation studio is not going to continue. Uh, it probably I mean, will. Last, but thing, last thing on their mind, probably. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's know. apparently the worst like you know massacre or mass killing in Japan since World War Two. Wow, so, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then um, my number five is live painting at Monkey King Party. Which my boy Kano was in. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Like yep, lots yep. of ball busting. <laughs> yeah, man. I got there. I had a couple of drinks in me already. <laughs> and by the time I started painting, Luke just, uh, he was just a victim <laughs> of uh, <laughs> a lot of me just being out of control. Oh, it was uh, fun. It was a lot of fun. I, 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 I like to think I, I threw a couple in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we were just all slinging shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot in, of fun. Isn't that same room as it was before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of sh- like not – it's kind of shallow is the one thing, right? Oh, yeah. That was the thing that I didn't like about it because, like, you couldn't step away from – you couldn't step back from your piece to, like, fix things because there, there were people right behind me taking pictures. Mm-hmm. But that was literally the only thing that was, like – kind of like uh it's uncomfortable other than that it was a lot it was a lot of fun cool. we were just having a good time and painting and yeah yeah they had like um you know uh artists from unruly which uh, kano has a new piece coming out from and then like this guy named poop bird and another guy whom i don't know and then they had a handful of artists from monkey king like uh bill mcmullen was there or billions was there he, he was live live drawing 
Uh, oh, and Jesse Hernandez was there too, and he was um, Jesse Hernandez was there, and then yeah. a girl showed up, and Luke was like, "Whoa, soy yeah. milk, soy milk showed <laughs> up, soy milk, soy oh. milk." I was shocked that soy milk would would do this. Of course, you know, but like she just went up there and like kept kept drinks flowing and the pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. I kept having a drink in my hand. Also, yeah. like it was just really cool, uh, like nonstop. Um, she must have found out I was there painting, and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and she, she was, was like, like oh, well, Camino's fucking painting? And I I'm think like, so. <laughs> she's like, Pooper is fucking painting? Wow. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm getting up on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been that uh, they've been doing that at that. Twelve years. Twelve wow. years. Same location? Same location. Oh, I didn't realize. It's a great location. It's got some yeah. of the best pizza in, yeah. in San Diego, in my It is good. Yeah, I don't good. think I've ever actually had the pizza. <laughs> oh, dude, the pizza's good. Yeah. The pizza is really good. It's, like, really, like, artisanal. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I, I liked it when I had it. Mm-hmm. But cool. you don't go to these things anymore. No, man. I anymore? Just, did you, did I've you been, used I've been, to? I've been a couple. Well, let's see. The Monkey King one, maybe three or four times, but uh, the next day I pay for it. Yeah. Oh, but you're also working the booth like yeah. all day. Yeah. So yeah. I had to, the, I, <laughs> there was one year when we did that and we got to the booth the next day and I was just like all day in pain of just being yeah. tired. Mm. And I learned, I was like, no, no more. And that yeah. happened. Yeah. When that happened once, it was just everybody that we were all dead. Yeah. So after your work day at Comic-Con, do you just basically get dinner and go? Yes. Go to, yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's intense. Because, I mean, we're getting, you know, we're waking up at 645 and. Uh, you know, shit, shower, shave, if if at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if you're if you wake up late, you're just like a fucking. I'm just going just like this, and then uh, you make a coffee. Mm-hmm. I think you got to rescrew that in. Yeah. You you make a you know get get a coffee, get on the road, and go. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. You know what you should do? You should do what um what I think like Dove does. He like you know gets a uh, a room like at the Hilton right next to it and puts his staff up in the Airbnb or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow! Yeah, no, that's what I heard. I'm uh, good. That's what I heard. I, I could be completely. It all wrong. works. Yeah. All right. You want me to get into my top five? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, so number one is something that kind of just came to my attention yesterday, um, but I guess uh, Futura has some pop vinyl toys coming out. Whoa. So that's kind of interesting. What's a pop vinyl? You like? know, like those Funko Pop yeah. things that are he everywhere? Yeah, Funko Pop? Yeah, but they're like Star Wars. And I guess from what I've seen, they're Star Wars characters with his, uh, you know, he has like his that, own camos. That Point Man guy? No, yeah. it doesn't have Point Man on it at all. It's just uh-huh. like his camo patterns, the digital oh, okay. kind of stuff right. on Star Wars figures. Wow. Whoa, that's so, okay. Okay. I'm a big Futura fan, so I kind of don't know, don't even know how to feel about that. But um, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kind of left field. Like, did I'm you see? Are the pictures posted of it? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of uh, teasers, and I think he posted one on his Instagram. Hmm. Oh, um, weird. He's I been think. really busy lately. Like he's been doing stuff at Shea Stadium, and uh, he's been he dropped another toy at, uh, with his company. I guess it's Mind Style, but it's Pop Life. It's called right, right, right. Yeah. So he dropped the toy with them. So that's number one on mine. Nice. Wow. Uh, number two was just Unruly. I figure Unruly toys in general, like all the releases they've been having, and it's always interesting. To Your bust looks great, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, third is connected to Comic-Con, but it's the Marvel pattern, and I figure since it's the Marvel panel, you know how they did the announcements for all the new Marvel oh, series? Oh, yeah, Phase 4. 
Yeah, so they announced like the Shang-Chi uh, mm. movie and Master the cast. Kung, Master of Kung Fu. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that sounds like it's going to be yeah. pretty interesting. I figure I'd bring that up because this is like, you know, giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I oh. figure, uh, let me bring something this is like super really, duper Asian. It's really yeah. long delayed, right? Isn't this supposed to have happened way long ago? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think feel like I've heard about it for the last 10 years. It might be uh, it might be a good thing that it was yeah. delayed. They yeah. seem like they're just starting to get things right. Because I mean, it was yeah. it would have been the next coming of that Roger Corman Fantastic Four or something, right? It yeah, been, it would have been super rough, I think. Right. You know? I mean, I think they've even learned lessons from Iron Fist of certain things that they shouldn't do yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So um, another one was uh, uh, you guys watch that show comedian in Car- comedians in cars drinking coffee. I've seen a couple. It's of a episodes. Jerry Seinfeld one. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched two of them. So the new episode just came out with like Eddie Murphy. It's oh, pretty wow. awesome, oh. and it's like a longer extended one. It's longer than the usual episodes, yeah. and it's pretty cool because he talks about like Michael Jackson, Prince, Bill Cosby, really Richard Pryor. Like it's all the stuff that you kind of want to hear Eddie. Uh, that you, you want to hear him say. So um, I just saw that last night, so it was on my mind. Cool. Uh, that's cool. All right, everybody. That's one to watch. That sounds like that sounds great. That sounds great. I, yeah. I, I want to go and like get home and watch that now. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, my fifth one is um, I don't know if you guys felt like uh, you guys know the YouTuber uh, Casey Neistat. Yeah, I know who that is. Right. Yeah. So he just put up a video. It's kind of like his um, uh, I guess he's moving from New York to LA, or he has already. So it's kind of his uh weird like coming of age transitional <laughs> i'm gonna stop doing my vlogs and start doing this other thing mm. uh video but it's pretty interesting it's like a recap of what he's been doing his whole time in new york who is who is he i, I don't know who casey he is. nice that is the guy who kind of made daily vlogs famous okay. you've seen some of his videos that have uh i'm trying to describe what he looks like to luke is he is he have no he's bald right no, Casey Neistat. Oh, not okay. Casey Neistat looks like uh, the guy from Warriors with the bottles. That's like Warriors. Oh yeah. Okay, I've seen his videos. He's kind of yeah. like an older guy. He yeah. like he's like rides like he's you know, not weird. though. He just looks. His face looks older, but he's uh, not. Uh, he's like thirty eight. Like Sean 39. Penn, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought he had no hair, like a shape. No, he has crazy hair. Like really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So his videos are awesome. I just discovered him like a like a year ago, and I just watched all his stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that was on my mind because I just watched that video. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's always, yeah, I, I, I like last uh, time I, I always kind of would mention like weird, you know, vloggers that I like watching too. And I think that's, yeah. you know, you know is, I mean, like, do you just kind of like put it on in the background while you're working and, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like uh, listening to stuff like this show when I'm working at, uh, like when I'm working at the job or whatever, mm-hmm. when I'm drawing, I just kind of listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. And his is pretty interesting because, you know, he shoots it with, like, drones and cinematography and, like, he edits everything really nice. So a lot of the things he's done on his vlog have become staples in, uh, in vlog culture that right. people do. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, mm. he's usually the first one to do things. So. Mm. We need to get a, a, a drone. drone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so those are, those are my five things. Nice. Nice. Oh, I have an extra one. Can I put an yeah. extra one there? Yes. Yep. So my <laughs> so my sixth one is on the drive back from like uh San Diego with uh Tracy Tubera, mm-hmm. who's my friend that I went out there with. Mm-hmm. So on our drive back we're like looking at our Instagram accounts and we're like checking it's like, Oh man, how many followers does this guy have? Well what the hell? How do you get that? And mm-hmm. this and that, right? And then we start doing the game of like, 
well, let's see who's verified. And lo and behold, <laughs> Luke Shu is verified on Instagram. So I was like, how the hell, did, who did he have to sleep with to get that? And then, um, so we were, we were, you know, we were just like going down that rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, man, who do you have to sleep with? Um, I just, well, first of all, I got my uh, Facebook and, and Twitter verifications. And that was like, as soon as I just learned about verifications, I oh. you know, did it. And then when um, Instagram, actually, it is under, it's in the app. You can right. uh, apply for verification. But you have that. to have the other two things. I think it like, helps. I yeah, think it definitely yeah. helps. Because like, I know a lot of people. I've tried it once. Mm. It didn't work. Mm. But I know a lot of people who try it. And they're like, man, fuck this thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, like, uh, I was talking to someone who works in, like, the, the publicity kind of game. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, he was saying that it takes, like, months for it to kind of cycle through. Like, you know, like, you know, Linda Lee, Bampy Bit Me, Jeru's yeah. yep. uh, girl. Like, she should be verified because she has people, like, you know, imitating her and, and like claiming that she's there, they're her and, and you know. right. And, um, like, so I showed her the, the link and I was there when she filled it out, but like, for some reason she hasn't been verified yet. And on Instagram and I was thinking maybe it kind of helps to get that Facebook and, uh, and Twitter verification first, just to kind of, which might be a little bit easier than Instagram. Oh, you know, interesting. You know, but you know, so I, um, there are a couple of, small like like luke chu um kind of account instagram accounts that i don't think are really active anymore but like that might have helped too so interesting cool mm -hmm. very yeah. cool yeah. right tracy see i asked them and then i went to like you know the ceo and just dropped his uh, yeah you did <laughs> you know you did you're like it takes a couple of months how about like a couple I, of days I, you know bent over like on his desk and just <laughs> ate ass uh, yeah. verified <laughs> i know he just went oh push the button <laughs> oh man oh no yeah so those are my five yeah yeah well, six you know so I don't know. Like, well, who? I mean, like, I can't be the only one that you were like, "What?" No, you're not. But I, mm -hmm. I was always under the impression that it was about how many followers you no. had, mm -hmm. and it's totally not. No, because I did a, I did a gig for ABC where like I met uh, these actors that were on the show, mm -hmm. right? And uh, when I kind of we became friends on social media, they didn't have that many followers, but they were all verified. I was like, oh, I wonder if that they're PR people. Oh yeah, oh. make sure to patch it all through and like. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. PR people can if you have a PR connection, they can like oh. push yeah. that. Yeah, push yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, time to like you know verified. I don't you, don't need, you don't need to like you know kiss the Instagram ass. You need to like just kiss that you know PR ass. I didn't know. Wow. <laughs> now I know. I didn't. I don't think. I think one of I forgot what maybe it's is Facebook. I think I'm verified on Facebook, but I can't remember. I can't. I remember forgot. Either. Yeah, I mean, like I haven't even. I don't think I even applied for the Instagram one. Like you, you use a a, a personal account on giant uh, on Facebook, don't you? Like the Eric Nakamura yeah, one is I, like personal. I think, I think those are. I think because pages verified pages are pages. Like, oh, okay. Uh, like business. Maybe it's Twitter then. I, I something something. I think verified. you're verified on Twitter. Yeah. Right? I don't, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't remember so, though. Right. Oh well. Um, um. I, I didn't eat that ass. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Just toss that salad. There it is. All day long. Yep. <laughs> no, that get that blue check mark. Hitting that noodle, that <laughs> noodle bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all went to San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. How was it? Uh, for me, it was, uh, I thought, just busier. More people. 
concentrated all the time mm-hmm. compared to before. I mean, I remember like waves of people going in and out type of thing. I mean, and you've been still, going for a long time now. Yeah, year 26. 26, 26 in a row. Holy yep. shit. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 26, 26 That's over years. half. I don't even know. Yeah, it's 50, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That many in a row. That's crazy. That means there was a trailer for Jurassic Park in Hall H or something. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't even know what was there. Don't forget, I I had a booth 25 of those 26 years. Or a table or a booth, right, the whole time. You must be rich, bro. Just working, man. Sheesh. Wow, that's rich, a lot. Rich yeah. from what paying for the booth because that's just expensive <laughs> too. It's oh, you didn't like. There's no like grandfathering in like a price from. Be- no, everyone pays the same. Damn, yeah. you're on a pretty big like square. Of yeah, it's a twenty by ten. Twenty by ten. Yeah. So how but many booths would that normally be? That's two. Two. Yeah, yeah. Just two connected. Yeah, I've got just yeah. It's the same same thing as like people right across from me and so forth. Yeah. John and Corley. But yours is two. kind of like an island. Yeah, I, I have one of the few two booth islands. Uh, in in the building, yeah. There's only like a few of those, and I have one. Wow. Yep. That's grandfathered in. Yeah. I nice. guess because I keep getting it back again every year. Yeah. Yeah. Until they decide to like not give it back. Yeah. To you. Then your Comic Con verified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And you know, there is a place in the application. Where do you? How many years have you been there? And I always just I put the number. And it's like 25 years straight. And uh, but it's one of those things, right? If you don't go, and um, I decide one year, hey, I'm I'm giving up. To this year, I'm too tired, mm-hmm. and you know you don't pay for it or whatever, you lose it, you yeah, know, and it's gone forever, right? Right? I won't get that back. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, if you decide to reapply again, they'll. It takes five years, supposedly. Oh, yeah, geez. to get back in. So, nope, got to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you sell it or something if you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always do that. Some people do lease out half of their booth or the whole thing. Oh yeah, I've seen it with yeah. their with their uh, banner still hanging above. Yeah, they, I think that's yeah. the. I think that's what you have to do. And so what happened with um. Uh, why Unruly was next to Monkey King was because oh yeah, yeah. Toy Tokyo also there's like a random Toy Tokyo sign above like Funko Pop mm-hmm. it's like what's that doing up there <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, have to, they have to leave it there yeah oh yeah. I see yeah yeah, yeah. got you oh, that's crazy yeah. but yeah no it was it was uh you know the the bad thing about Comic Con for me now is I used to still walk around and check everything out <laughs> this time I can't say I walked I can't say I walked. 10 feet to the right of my booth. Well, if you're facing it left, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't go 10 feet that way. Uh, I went 30 feet maybe to the other side, and I went 30 feet to the front, and that was it. That's it. Yeah, and I went to the bathroom, of course, like, and then I walked out, left. You know, I left. Right. So those, those are the only directions I went. Like, I didn't even go to oh. Sideshow Toys, and that's, like, really close. Yeah. I think that's, like, three aisles or two, aisle, two, two rows from me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go there. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So I just work it. But... I have a good time still. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm protected. Well, making money is always a good time, but, right? But <laughs> that helps. But I'm protected from, I think, all the craziness, too. I'm sort of inside of it just watching, you know? And it's I'm actually kind of fun, too. I always have to kind of remember, like, which row you're in. Because there's, like, a couple of, like, you know, obviously there's the the, row, the number rows from yeah. 100 to 4,700. Yeah. You know, but then there's the, there's, like... The front row. There's another row. Then there's the row that you're on, and yeah. there's a I'm, row I behind think, that. I like to think we're, we're in like a main aisle, though, right? There's a front main aisle near the doors, and we're in the next big aisle. Like, I mean, the big right, walkway. the ones with the pillars in it. The yeah, the walkway that goes from one end to the other. Basically, you can walk all the way on my, you know, that middle row. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm facing that row. So, but you were saying that like you know business was like really yeah. good. for Yeah, you. it's busier because um, what I heard 
because they have the uh, badges now that you scan in and out. Right. Yeah. Um, they know that how many people are in or how many people are out. But they realize from, like, let's say a year or two that they realize that, okay, at any given time, there's averaging this many people, X amount of people inside. You know, that means there's people outside because there's so much shit outside of Comic-Con, right? Like right. that whole downtown area. Yeah. Are there events happening everywhere all day? So they realize, okay, there's a lot of people not in here. We could sell more tickets, right? Oh. So, so this year, there's supposedly a record. There, and how can you have a record when you know what the capacity is and you're at capacity? Mm. But this year, somehow, there's more people that actually went to Comic-Con. Like they have a higher number this year than ever. They could probably easily like close the doors to like saying like okay we have hit the fire. Um, I don't. Yeah, they, they they could know actually or be close to it by the uh, you know the digital uh, scanning in and out. But they realize oh, there's actually like maybe ten or twenty percent of the people aren't even inside during the day. So we could sell twenty percent more tickets, right? That's crazy. Shit like that. I think that's what yeah. I heard. So if that's mm. true, then you know that because it felt a lot busier. Oh, it was every, crazy busy. Every day felt more crowded than I've ever experienced. Like preview night was I, I It was busy, was man. It was really busy. Yeah, it's the busiest preview night I've seen. Preview night has gaps of nobody. This year it was people all the time. Yeah. It was weird. That's crazy. I went Thursday and Friday and uh the main things I've noticed that were different were um the crowd control when you were walking in coming into the convention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like about at the end of each block they were uh, just checking who had their pass. Yeah. And if you didn't, you couldn't just linger around and hang out. No. It was like you got a pass, you get through. So, and then once you got through that part, you could just walk in. There was no big crowd in front of the convention center or anything. They so I felt like traffic was moving really smoothly. Well, they closed the road. You remember like um, right outside of the convention center, there was the um, – Harbor Boulevard or, or well, Harbor just, Drive? Well, there used to be a road that all the shuttles would come up to. So yeah. you could let – like Harbor the Drive. shuttles got like – pushed down to the street level oh i see you know and then like they and they kind of closed that off to all other traffic too so you could oh. walk there yeah i didn't yeah. know that yeah there was yeah. no cars coming through yeah yeah so like you know wow, when, weird when, when so before, so the people like, there's more space to walk around out there yeah you're allowed to walk on the street now yeah see the whole time i was in i got in before anybody's there and i left after it's done so i never seen i didn't even yeah. know right because yeah. i went to the parking lot i didn't even walk on that street right yeah no they they, they blocked all That's that wild. off because like you know, I, we usually stay like like in one of the hotels like you know where the Top Gun barbecue place is. I don't know whether or not you guys are familiar with the Top. Yeah, I just found out today. I pass it like every day, but I didn't eat there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I we well, you know I for years for the past fifteen years every time I like or you know I'd hear I'd see that place Kansas City barbecue Kansas City place. barbecue yes I would hear like it's terrible it's fucking terrible and then like you know I'm, I'm passing it by I'm like it's this place has been here since fucking 1980 something you know since yeah. the movie Top Gun wow. So it's got to be okay, at least. And I ate there, finally. I convinced Patrick. Like, uh, and how was it? It was okay. Okay. A solid B minus. It's not like that one barbecue place that's like, you know, north of, you know, everything. I don't, have you been there before? There's this huge barbecue place. It's usually a 45-minute wait. In San in Diego? Like, in San no, Diego. I, I haven't been to any. It's kind of like Texas-style Texas, Texas style barbecue, like really sweet. Is mm. it good? Yeah, if you're into like, you know, really sweet barbecue. I'll eat it. I don't. I don't know if I like it or not, but it sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't mind okay. it. You yeah, know, okay. I'll, I'll eat it. I mean, like it's like way too much food, and um, and like you're waiting like 50 minutes, but you know, with me and waiting in lines for food, you'll wait. No, you don't wait. I don't like waiting. That's true. Okay. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what am I saying? I hate it. Yeah. I, I'm like you know, like I, nothing is worth 
waiting that long for, you know, waiting in a line, especially under the sun. Like, you know, that's my problem with, like, some, like, all these places, like, these trendy places, you know, with, like, oh, you have to wait, you know, and, like, if they don't give me a beeper or they don't call my phone to let me know, then it's like, you know, fuck you. (laughs) You know, just use the technology. Anyways. But, like, yeah. So, anyways, right there. But, yeah, the, um... It was, um, yeah, so every time I would walk through, I, I would do that walk, you know, a couple times a day. Wow. You know, and, um, or, you know, and, yeah, I was, like, impressed to see, like, you know, how much they shut down uh, to make the flow of traffic, like, easier. Wow. You know, so, yeah, it was, um, I was, yeah, I was, like, surprised on how packed the convention center yeah. was. Which, you know, and that seemed like people were into it, but I guess... That means those are who are there are definitely in there to like check all this shit out. Because I didn't also for my booth is I didn't hear people screaming like I didn't hear that. Maybe that's happening really far away. Mm-hmm. But I usually hear stuff and I see like a celebrities will be walking through and everyone's all going nuts. Like I saw none of that this year. Like mm-hmm. nothing of that. Nothing like that happened. Well, they I moved usually, things yeah. around yeah. too. Like yeah. the um be, before the entire like quote unquote like indie toy section used to be in the four thousands and they pushed most of it to the 2600s the two the two thousands so from my understand like warner brothers got pushed into the four thousands um you know and oh, so did dc probably and dc was too yeah because jason momoa was like a few aisles over from us you know like really close by oh really oh at the dc booth and then that's gone you know uh. yeah no more Jason Momoa. Oh, no. It's okay. I, I <laughs> yeah, got seriously, o- it's okay. I <laughs> got over it. Yeah. Forget that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa. I know. This Aquaman like nice sucked, bro. Did it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Was it Aquaman? Yeah, it wasn't good. But he, he didn't... I feel like they made that where he didn't have to act so much. You know? That was he should idea. have acted. Maybe it would yeah. have been better. That movie, it was problematic. Yeah. Yeah. What did you... Uh, I don't know. You didn't leave your booth. I didn't. So, Luke, what did you feel about uh, the vinyl toy area this year? I didn't even the see The section. It. Yeah, I didn't even go there. Um, it's pathetic. It's kind of, I don't see what the point of, like, you know, even really doing it is anymore. Mm. I don't think, I mean, unless you've got a licensed fucking property, mm. then, you know, you're going to have, have a hard time, you know, making up even your the cost to attend this, you know, and it's expensive. Yeah. Let's yeah. face it. Comic-Con's very pricey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to have a booth is really expensive. Pathetic is a strong word. I want to hear more yeah. about that. You know, okay, here's the thing. Like, you know, who are the, the, the big winners? Uh, who, who are the – what were the booths that, like, really dragged people to the – you know, that, that people were lining up for? Like, Bait was, you know, good. Obviously, I'm sure Funko was doing great. Is Funko in – that it's area? not. It's all the way so back. Funk, Funko yeah. still. Yeah. Funko Island is something. Oh, that's another story, right? Yeah. You know. you're, you're talking about the indie I'm talking toy. about if you took those two aisles. Those little indie Those toy. two little aisles that are like mm-hmm. usually have all the people we know. Mm-hmm. Like what that specific because um, Funko was like far. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's not I don't really consider that like. I, I can't group. even think of very many like toy companies, indie toy com- uh, producers at Comic-Con that aren't on the license, you know, game. You know, Monkey King's probably one of the only... Monkey King, Unruly... Uh, yeah, but even Monkey King is doing a Star Wars-type project. It's not licensed, but it is sort of... Right. ...pandering to the IP. Yeah, of the, course. I, right? I've, so I've created those kind of products. So, so like, so I mean, you kind of need that. At Comic-Con, if yeah. anything, is a place to do that. Sure. 
right? sure yeah, yeah yeah of course so let me see you had uh so you had monkey king you had unruly which were the new guys you had uh and they didn't even they weren't even selling anything right they were just showcasing stuff yeah and bait bait's gonna be bait, there. yeah there. but bait had astro boy bait yeah. had like sure. um you know some what was it a Dragon Ball thing, oh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce so, Lee thing. Kid, Kid Robot's there, right? Kid Robot. Yeah. Kid Robot had the Agretzuko thing. and Super 7. Uh, Super 7 had the Snoopy thing. Yeah. Duff Kellimer know. with all his bootleg. Yeah, with all his crazy <laughs> bootleg toys. Yep. That's what best. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was one of the funnest booths to look at. Um, then you had, um, who else? Uh, <laughs> Linda Panda and An- Soul Analog. Yeah, I wonder right? how they did. I wonder how they did. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, and then, uh, then who else? Jerome. Jerome oh, was Jerome, there. Jerome, yeah. Jerome Hyperactive Jerome Monkey. Yeah. yeah. Right? 3D yeah. Retro. 3D Retro was there. Um, 3D Retro, I mean, like, they had some Safubi, like, you know, that was, and, like, some, some Thousand Toy stuff, like, you know, mm. but I, I, I don't, like, you know, they, they had the, um, whatchamacallit, the Nitro's T-Rex from Jurassic Park thing, yeah. um, you know, on display there. Um, and I don't, I mean, like, it wasn't sold out by the end of the con, I don't think. So I just think that the attendees of Comic-Con are kind of looking for something a little bit more pop culture Yeah, sure. Funko Pop, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then, the, then, like, artsy. Uh, I see, I've seen so even just from my booth stuff, I realize that usually art artsy stuff. Uh, I just see it going less and less every year. Right. Yeah, I used to be able to. Well, little known fact: um, when I kind of reformed Giant Robot in about 2011, right. you actually helped me. Right. That first year where I didn't know what the fuck to do at Comic Con because it was kind of like, well, am I still doing this? And Luke was like, "Bears, you need bears. <laughs> you need some more bears." Luke, Luke said. <laughs> Luke actually said. Uh, we're gonna you're you're gonna do you're gonna do this and it was um it was customized stuff right it was right. customized mm. figures so I brought two detops and made it part of the booth and they sold you know <laughs> and at decent prices mm-hmm. uh, and, and they sold and it was awesome and I was like whoa my first foray into any kind of like figure customization which later I did you know I got involved with that a lot more mm-hmm. was that. Right. That's so interesting you say that because that part and that was in 2011 not, or 12. Yeah, that know? part is completely non-existent. Yeah, yeah. isn't that in weird? In that whole world, yeah. like I was talking to somebody where like even for the majority, uh, like just signings in general at comic conventions are not really that big. At least I know like in New York, like at Five Points, New York Comic Con, it's really not like it used to be like you do a signing – and there's a line of people with blank monies or dunnies that you right. have. To, that's oh, yeah. also all gone. Like, yeah. nobody cares about no, cause that. No, because, like, for, for example, uh, Drill One, right, was, like, I sold a lot. Of, I sold his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, people were buying Drill One stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, his customized products, and they were, they were buying it. It was, like, like, it was a gimme. It was, like, oh, man, if Drill One's in, it's going to look good, and people are going to buy it, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. something that people wanted. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know if that would work anymore. Yeah, at Comic Con. No, yeah. no, not yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a decon. Sure, you of know? course. Yeah, yeah. But I was just thinking. That's what I'm saying. Le- every year, it's more, less, and less of this kind of stuff. I used to sell your paintings there, like like original art. Yeah, and it's harder to do now. I oh, mean, absolutely. there's people. There's some people interested, but before it was like a. I was like, dude, it's sold. Like for sure, I was. 100% sure I would sell it. Right. Were you even yeah. saving like you know you you brought a bunch of James Jean stuff and like it did well, but it yeah. wasn't like 
a blowout. It, yeah, it didn't, it didn't. I mean, if he was there, it probably would have. No sure. problem. Yeah. But sure, of course. Yeah. It just, it's just changed a lot. Yeah, it's interesting for yeah. me. Like, this is my first time that I walked the floor at Comic-Con since, like, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So 2011 or 2012. And I remember being more disappointed then than I am now. <laughs> I guess because I kind of like all the product that I saw. Like, you know, Super 7 had peanuts, and they had all this cool stuff that they were doing with it. And uh, I just remember at a certain point that designer toy area felt like there was more artists than people buying stuff that were populating those two aisles. There were just artists hanging around. And, for example, like when Dragatomi had that booth. Oh, yeah. Right? It was full of customs, but, like, all the artists were hanging around the booth. It's like, how do you guys even sell this stuff if people can't even get in there to see stuff? You know what I mean? Right, right. But um, I don't know. When you have more artists than customers or fans, it's kind of like, who's buying this stuff? Right. You know, like right. at least with the custom stuff, I feel like it, I feel like that's kind of why it imploded. Mm-hmm. And now like customs is like where you sell customs is like on your site. Like if you drop like an exclusive of like 10 or 15 pieces. Right. But not like I, I don't know. I'm sure there's people that are doing it. Uh, I, I did I a mean, custom um, thing. Quicks yeah. is one of the only ones that I know right now that's like hot, hot, yeah, really hot. killing stuff. Like yeah. just he's the guy right now. Yeah. And yeah, Quicks is doing like. Yeah, he's yeah mad popular right now, but um, you know, you know, I, I, it it just kind of like follows like this idea of like trends and you know what Comic Con means now, like you know it, I think that like you know you have these huge movie studios in uh, there, people are like lining up and like going like you know super fan crazy over like you know whatever you know and yeah you got to like you know kind of pander to that crowd for, for, you know, you know, for that specific show. I'm glad that, you know, we're kind of talking about it because I, you know, been like wanting to like, kind of like strategize, like, you know, like, especially like, you know, working with monkey King a lot, you know, like, like, I know I saw like how things are going there and I, I'm, I, you know, I mean, just, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, the monkey King booth was doing, you know, it was, we were. I don't think we were taking full advantage of what that booth could be able to offer, you know. And so you're going to help fix that. I'm going to talk to them about awesome. it. Yeah, I you believe know? you. Uh, you helped my booth a lot. <laughs> so I think that's that's one of the things. Uh, for those that don't know, I, I I always think that Luke and you are a, a great problem solver. Mm. And yeah, you're able to like. I don't. know. I think you're really good at that. And I, I once said that I think if you were in a different a different parallel universe, you would be awesome. Like at marketing, if you just had a marketing job, solving problems and answering questions and figuring out how to like promote something. That's the graphic design background. I right think there. you'd be really good at that mm-hmm. as, as a, you know, that's a parallel universe. You know, don't do it. It's funny. I was, I was, I was <laughs> actually talking to a friend of mine, uh, about, you know, art and, you know, I, and I, I know that like, I personally kind of look at visual communication as problem solving. Sure. That's like, what it, what am yeah. I trying to say or do here? And what are my limitations and how much time do I have? And boom, you know, um, kind of put it all in the blender and spit it out. Yeah. Which is the reason why I always go to the bear. So when people, what yeah. they want, one, one question came in, uh, uh, from June Watanabe, enrolled agent. Uh, do you guys have weird groupie stories? I'm assuming at Comic Con. I have zero. 
I'm ma- I've been married for a very long time. Um, not at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, you've traveled. You've gone to like, you got third world groupie stories. I wouldn't call them groupie stories, but like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've. I've <laughs> Luke's like I'm usually the groupie, <laughs> you know. I, you know, like things have happened, you know, but like nothing like too like, whoa, that was, you know, crazy, unusual. Like nobody's like just, you know, dropped their pants and you know in the middle of a public environment or anything <laughs> like that, you know. But yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. I know groupie stories. I'm like, I, there's people that. I signed a book or I signed a magazine, but that's like that's there's no groupie. Stories, I've seen though. stuff, but yeah, I'm not blowing up anybody's spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, people do have groupies. I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like you know, you know, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> you know, I, like what am I like? What am I supposed to like? You know, like. I mean, you know, I've been like hit on before, but like you know, like I would only kind of realize it like you know afterwards when like people would be talking about it, and I'm like, what? Like that person was hitting on me. I, I'm I'm like usually just kind of like in work mode when I'm at mm. these things. Like I'm not like really kind of paying attention to like signals or signs or anything. So that's true. You know, I'm just like sign things, be appreciative. You know, next. So thanks for your money. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks for your support. Thank Goodbye. you for your cash. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not usually like thinking about like, you know, whatever. When I'm out like a, an event, I'm just like, there to, you know. Nah, man. Every single guy's always thinking about it, bro. If you're out there live painting or doing something, you're looking. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Every single oh. dude is like, "Yo, if tonight pops off, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I, I, my, I, my, my self-esteem issues go run really deep. So, like, I just can't even fathom <laughs> like that fucking happen, like playing out for me. You know, unless I was drinking and I don't drink. You know, it like, you know, it just is not like, you know, something I would I even consider unless Ooh. like someone like literally like, you know, grabs my junk." You know, and like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, you know, whatever. So you need to get me too in order for you to get the picture. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I, I do. I do. You know. Oh, that's what you want. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. Well, let's yeah. let, let's go. You know, but, you know, you forced you forced me. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> you, know you, you 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 opened my eyes, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, no, that. So, like, what do you think of Comic-Cons going toward, like, moving in five years, for example? Because we know where it was, obviously, but it's is it going toward less arty stuff, more, um, what do you call it, like, collabs or uh, yeah, more I pop w- culture, more, uh, you know, licensed product type stuff? I would say definitely licensed pop culture. All that stuff is becoming so normal. And as much as we want to be artists and act, like, snobbish about those kind of things, the truth is, is that... They open a lot of opportunities for artists. You know, if you if you start working on, say, if you're working, for example, my friend Tracy, he just did some Marvel figures with Sideshow, and that's like a dream come true for him. Like, you know, some people have different goals. For me, if I do something with Marvel, uh, I could do murals with them later for something else. So 
And if it's balanced out right, it's my artistic interpretation of these things, right? So I think that the I think that there is like a plus side to it. You know, at the end of the day we're all like we're not I mean, how do I say this? Uh we're all dudes that need to get paid to support our life. You know what I mean? So if it's a corporation that's now paying you as a brand instead of like an indie toy company that's gonna screw you over again, which we've been on that list <laughs> that's been around forever, right? So it's like so let's let's uh if someone's if it's time to get paid, let's get paid. You know, that's how I feel about it. You know, um hmm. <laughs> that, I mean like I, I don't get like obviously I don't get a lot of offers for like, you know, from like, you know, licensees, you know, like Marvel or anything like that, simply because my work is such a you know, limited kind of mm-hmm. vision and doesn't really have room for you know things outside of like the little things that I have done, like uh, like for like my Headspace series, where it was more about me like celebrating my personal fandom of these like licenses yeah. rather than kind of like me trying to reinterpret, you know, their um, IP into you know something that kind of like has like my flavor to it or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I personally, I, the I, right IP hasn't come along for you yet, but if it did, you'd be all in. Cause it's like, uh, like if Hallmark hit you up and they were into like these gory kind of like holiday uh, bear cards, right? Or making uh, the little ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> or like, ornaments. or like, you know, <laughs> Merry Christmas, bloody bears, bloody <laughs> headless, headless. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Or if the yeah. people well, who make Care Bear was like, yo, we want an emo bear. Let's work. Th- Let's work on something. Well, maybe. Or, I mean, like, I, I think, like, you know, let, let's say, like, you know, if Hallmark came around and said, hey, Luke, we want you to, you know, do this thing with, um, God, what was the um, the Christmas, um, like, polar opposite of Santa Claus? Um, you know, it's the devil thing that steals bad children, and um, it's a German thing. Oh, I didn't know about that. Um, Anti-Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like Santa Claus is like a polar opposite. You wow. Know, you don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Scrooge. No, yes. no. It's like it's this weird horned beast. Nick Harry is like a ba- a boy and a girl on his back, and like sounds you know, like Satan. Yeah, it kind of looks like yeah. Satan. He has a long tongue and stuff like that. And if like like say like, but that's not like a pop culture thing. That's more of a kind of. But it's licensing either way. You know what I mean? It's like I just don't un- I just don't understand why. There's such a bad uh, – why it's looked at as such a bad thing to do something that's pop culture or, like, I don't necessarily play in that in that ballpark so much. Like, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can easily, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, every artist wants to be a different kind of artist. Sure. So it's like uh, I can't knock it. Well, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, well, look, you know, I, I guess, you know, the question is are you a designer or are you an artist? Mm-hmm. Oh. The word is Krampus. Krampus, yes. Thank you. Thank you, What's Lance, Krampus, Lance Agena. Lance Agena did yeah, thank, it. Yes, Krampus is uh, who I was thinking. I was just about to pull up my phone to look it up. Krampus was um, like, you know, I've, I love the idea of Krampus. So if, you know, Holiday, you know, so, so if, you know, Hallmark wants me to do a Krampus thing, I will do a Krampus thing. Yes. But it's not their, like, license because Krampus is a mythological creature that, sure. like, existed for hundreds of years. Yeah. And, like, they can't fucking own that shit. 
you know, just kind of like Coca-Cola. Disney can own it. They can own anything. <laughs> Disney can't own anything. <laughs> That's true. Unless, unless If they decide to do a Krampus fucking animation, which I can imagine them doing, you know, yeah, that would be a thing. But I don't know. I mean, like, okay, here, well, here you know, like. Dude, just sell out and make some money, bro. Come on. Dude, you know, what, you know I, <laughs> he's like, I would, I would, I will. I, I would, I, you know, but I would want to do it on my terms. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I mean, you know, like, it's, I think it's great that, like, you know, I, oh, fuck. Okay, it's like the, the difference between a fucking. He's in the corner. Punch your way out, bro. Fucking designers, <laughs> illustrators, and artists. Uh-huh. You know, like, everyone wants to think that, like, it's under a fucking umbrella called art. And to mm-hmm. a certain degree, it is. But you know what the thing is? Most artists will fucking look. If you called them an illustrator, mm-hmm. they'd fucking want to fight you. And, you know, if you and um, but, you know, illustrators like, you know, and um, but illustrators are kind of like, I don't know. I, I look at illustrators and designers as the problem solvers of the visual world. For you know, sure. and Especially like designers, you yeah. know, and they like, you know, will like try and like take they'll they'll like play around with like you know these ips and like you know have fun with it and you know create like you know their their own take on it Mm -hmm. but like if you like already kind of like are doing your best to subscribe to the artist kind of thing then you're going to want to try you you don't want to be associated with like designers and um yeah but that's like a sort of i don't know man i mean for example take someone like all right Take someone like James Jean, who's an artist, artist, right? Right. He does stuff for Disney. He does Mickey and Minnie. They're very much his own interpretation. Sure. They're still IPs. They're still pop culture, but it's still James Jean, right? And then, like, he'll do stuff like or, or whatever he does for, like, a fashion company. Right. Like Prada. He right. Yeah, Prada all that thing. stuff. I mean, like, yeah. he's, like, so, like, okay, if you take graffiti and all that stuff – the guy is cause, right? And if you take like an cause. artist, if you, I know cause Luke, watch, cause watch, Luke's favorite guy <laughs> yep. of Mount and, Fuji, and the Mount you, Fuji project. And if you take the 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 world of like artists, artists for the purity of like, you know, an artist's favorite artist, which most of the time is James Jean, right? Like everybody loves his draftsmanship, his paintings, the skill, right? Like he's that guy who's kind of doing carrying both like. Balancing the commercial, sure, sure, right? Sure. So like, yeah, I mean, like those the artists who are able to pull that off are few and far between. Yeah, I know, but it just shows that you can do it. Yeah, I'm not you saying it's I mean? impossible. It's, it's I'm just like, saying, I, but I, I'm just I, trying to rationalize why people are apprehensive of it. Of of oh, uh, of just like touching it in yeah, general. Of go, getting into that, like you know, because um, everybody's pretentious and everybody thinks they're a bigger deal than they are. Like well, nobody, everybody, everybody <laughs> like, dude, artists think, think about their position in a history book. It's like, motherfucker, you got to pay rent and you got to, like, well, that's all in hindsight. It's not only just that. I also think we live in different times, right? Like if you're, if you're trying to follow, emulate the fucking careers of like, say a, you know, uh, a contemporary artist from the eighties or nineties, mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, you're fucking dumb. Because mm-hmm. we live in fucking twenty fucking nineteen, yeah. you know, and like the rules have completely changed, you know. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, as long as you're doing what you want to do and you're fucking doing it on your terms, then fucking, you know what? I could fucking do a Campbell Soup ad as long and if, as long as they fucking allow me to fucking do it the way I want to do it and don't let me, you know, um, yeah. Then that's fucking art. I think so, man. I think it's kind of becoming a thing where like I, I don't think those things are 
you can say they're taboo anymore. Like I know like people love to pretend. I'm sure in art school every major thinks that their major is more art than anybody else's. <laughs> right? Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. everybody thinks that. So it's just like but yeah. you know, once you remove from the academic side of it, it's just like really like what what like why not? Oh yeah, well I'm sure I'm sure fucking most fucking People who go to fucking art school hate my guts, you know. <laughs> but you yeah. know, you also but, didn't go to exactly what a painting art school, right? Yeah, no, yeah. fuck that shit. Yeah, you know, and I, right. you know, but the thing is, you know, right? Um, people who like paint, like do like say some like I know some some like like painters that paint realistically, yeah. right? But like I'm sure they look at what everybody else does as not painting, right? Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, like fucking. Like, Robert Williams is notorious for fucking like looking at anybody who uses acrylic paint as not being painters. You know, Robert Williams, the he godfather oil, of low oil. Oh yeah, yeah, he's an oil guy. Yeah. You know, um, and it's like, okay, well, good for you. You're a fucking old man. You're gonna fucking die soon. Facts. Those are facts. <laughs> I'm not saying anything offensive. You know, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. You know, so yep. you know, like you know, you could take your fucking ideas to the grave. So, you know, um, oh, Darren Inoue, right? George, Georgia Co. Yeah, Darren. He asks, uh, like, what if a studio wanted to take your characters and make a movie? Oh. You know, I mean, case in point is Ugly Doll just happened, right? Uh, you know, I took, took his characters and make him, made a movie. I, I've had I've had meetings at. You know, and what terms would you be comfortable with? Was the second part? As long if I had fucking final cut. <clears throat> what if you didn't have final cut? Fuck it. What if you had f- fucking life-ending money? Then I will fucking <laughs> create something for that. Okay. But like you know, it's, it's like like the fucking Fallout Boy fucking cover I I, I did a long ass time ago, like you know, um, I did a painting you know inspired by a meeting that I had with, um, the you know Fall the bases the uh-huh. Fallout Boy the you know and guys and like I didn't want to put my own characters in the the cover because my characters are representative of me, you know. Not them, and so I kind of just created characters that, and the painting looks like mine. It feels like mine, but it doesn't have like my signature characters in it. You know, I would do the same thing for you know something like that. You know, um, like I have had meetings. At, I had a meeting at CSA a while ago, and CAA, you, CAA, yeah, yeah, and you helped the, what you helped kind of arrange and. Like it was just I know. told I told them Luke's gonna give you whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't happen. Fucking he'll fucking spread his cheeks for you guys. <laughs> but, uh, He's verified. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, and and I you know, still have my contacts there, but like I, I just didn't like once like things started like moving, you know, like started kind of rolling and like their ideas started kind of I was I literally it was like, Whoa, hold on, you know, like I don't know how I feel about this because I don't, you know, I'm not like, you know, like some of the licenses that they were working with were like Cyanide and Happiness and like all these other kind of, you know, um, illustrative kind of artists. And I was like, I, I don't want to let it go yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I, you know, my characters are very autobiographical to me and I'm not just going to fucking hand it to somebody else to fucking fuck around with. You know, because it'll potentially kill the integrity, you know, for me. Yeah, sure, I'll get, like, you know, a shit ton of followers and whatever. But, like, what do those numbers mean 
at the end when like you know I can't like look at my own characters and feel that they're mine right sort of like Paul Frank right or fucking you know Garfield and Jim Davis yeah well that's Jim <laughs> Davis though um I'll give you my opinion on it I feel like if you're um if you're like Luke Shu and you've established these characters and they're part of your uh artistic career then you definitely got to get extra extra stuff um and work that out in your contract and what i mean by that is like you might want a big chunk of the royalties and merchandise you might want to have a stipulation in there where you're always attached to the product um you might want to just give it up for a couple of years um it's hard to get uh like final cut like what did you what did you say say yeah final cut yeah it's like. hard to say to get that because i mean like if you're working like it's better to be able to have a say in the director that you're gonna get, yeah. you know, that's more likely to happen, I think. Sure. Um, but if you're just, and usually most of the people who ask this question, right? Because like I'm coming from animation, so I, I get a lot of these DMs. Which one do you work at? I work at Cartoon Network. Cartoon right Network. Now. Okay. So like usually a lot of the questions are like from kids who like don't have these characters established anywhere, mm. and they get an opportunity to present something. They're like, oh. Uh, uh, this is my dream or whatever. If you don't have anything, if you haven't built a brand around those characters, this is your chance. Just go for it. You know what I mean? Forget about like, and this is, this is the unfortunate truth about like getting a deal with this kind of things. If it's your first one, you're getting screwed no matter what. It's just a matter of how hard you're going to get screwed. That's just the reality of it. You're not going to come out writing. Anyone who tells you they got an awesome deal the first time and they they went in there and told them what they wanted, and that's what they got is fucking lying. No one, no one go. You have to take. It's a give and take. You know what I mean? I, I'm if it's your first shot, if it's your first shot out there, you and like you don't have to take it. But I'm just saying, you might not get that opportunity again. So if it's your, if if, if this is something that you're not so married to, and somebody wants to develop it with you, then uh, go for the ride. You know, go for the ride and like learn from it, and maybe it'll open more doors and. Second time around, you'll have more better. Will you at least make money? Yeah, you'll make money. Okay, but it's it won't be that much different. Of like, you, you know, you're not, buy, you're not buying your mom a house, right? You know, it'll be just be like it's more of the experience, especially if you never worked in that industry. You know, doesn't it like often happen where like you know studios will like sign like exclusivity contracts with you, but then they'll just sit on it for like. Sometimes that happens, and sometimes it's not as intentional as them sitting on it because they don't want anybody else to do it. Sometimes it's like, say, if we're the development team of a studio and somebody comes in and pitches something, I like it. You guys don't. But I'm going to keep pushing it and try to convince you guys to like it. Mm -hmm. So I give this person a deal so it doesn't go anywhere else. Right. But two years could go by, and I can't change your minds, and I got to let it go. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So like sometimes it works out that way. I think so, I think Ugly Doll was on on a like uh, somebody had the license for it, and never never developed it, and it yeah. kind of sat for a while until more recently. Yeah, that explains why that stuff happens a lot. Yeah, man. maybe maybe more than five years it just sat. Yeah, you know. But like so, I mean, in the the, the uh, scenario you're describing, like, are you talking about like some kid who kind of comes to a studio with like? A narrative and some characters, or like if this kid is at Artist Alley yeah, and he's putting gonna... on his stuff <laughs> for the first time, and a studio comes by and they're like, "Hey, well, this has potential. Do you mind?" And all of a sudden, this kid starts getting like, "Whoa, they're gonna make big movies, and I have to get like what millions and this and that." It's like, no, you don't have that like to stand on. This is kind of your uh, open door to walk in and kind of like 
learn about the business and like you I'm just it's they're taking a big in like corporations are taking or an animation studio when they bring your stuff on they're taking uh they're investing a lot of money in this product. Oh, they're taking a risk they're taking a risk too sure yeah 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 so i mean they're they're spending a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah I understand. so it's one of those things where like I don't, I don't know. If a person doesn't know, they just think that someone wants to rip off their idea. And it's like, that's not necessarily always like that. Sometimes it is. Right. right? And that's kind of, you, you got to just roll the dice and go for it, man. Because, I mean, that's where you're, you're trying to get more opportunities, right? And, like, and how many projects actually get made from that stage? It seems like a yeah, lot of them don't, right? There's a, it, there's a lot. You know, I don't, I, it's, it really has to, Everything has to be aligned. Yeah. I was going to say, there's probably a bunch that don't even go past a pilot or don't even get to a pilot. Yeah. And to think, like, sometimes it's all of that and it doesn't get past the first season. It's just like right. it gets canceled because nobody watched it or something. So it's just like, it's not all that it's, in, that it's cracked up to be sometimes. I know some artists look at that as like the biggest thing, having a movie of your stuff, but sometimes it's not necessarily. A movie's fucking like die in our like modern era like so quickly <laughs> yeah it's be- you have more of a chance if it's established like the boondocks guys sure that comic yeah. strip yeah, yeah they got a course. cartoon but it was already an established yeah comic. way established yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's like but yeah. if you know yeah so, so D- darren asks a follow-up and he said well what would be the crossing what would be crossing the line of into selling out that's <laughs> a tough one that's interesting. It's different for everybody, like, right? It is. There, there's no standard, so I okay. think. But he's asking probably yourself and maybe yourself. Well, I'll let Luke answer you know. his yeah, first, sure. Since Luke has more. Uh, well, you know, like if they take my fucking character designs and they completely change the narrative, and um, well, this is you selling out in general, or to like a studio or whatever. I'm assuming he means to a studio. Oh, okay, because that's, that's what we're talking about. No. I mean, like you know, like my work has always been, you know, a bit like you know cynical. A bit, um, you know, I don't know. Just, 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 you know, my work has always been just kind of about being my about like my shortcomings. And you know, if they, you know, I sell my my character and you know my ideas to a studio, and then you know they just fucking flip it on its head and make it fucking all about sunshine and rainbows and whatever. Oh, swagger bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, fucking... Oh, like rainbows come out of its hands instead of blood. It's like yeah, rainbows. 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 Love you know? and hearts. Yeah, exactly. Emojis. You know, and and then oh, like, man. you know, fucking like, yeah, I would consider that and selling be, it off. it'd be by Luke Chu right under Right, that. yeah. Oh. And, oh. I, and because I, 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 in my contract says like, you know, it has, my name has to be attached to it or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, you know, oh, no. you know, um, I would consider that kind of like selling out because, you know, I, I, I would like to think that like any project that, you know, my characters or my work is associated with should be true to that work. Yeah. Yeah. It should all have your your like ethical. But I know, think stamp on that it. comes from yeah. you being an artist. I, I'm, I'm guessing for a, a person who's I mean, more of a designer, meaning I've got I've designed 100 pins. Want, want to make an animation with one of those? Go ahead, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like I, I have a less attachment. None of those are me. Right, right. <laughs> I'm right. not a boba cup with a face on it. That's not me. Right. I mean, I'll drink that, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like I think I have a less of an attachment to the many little characters I've made, whereas your main dude is you. It literally is you, right? That's yeah. kind of – right. Know, yeah. A, and there's a history, a career history of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think very much like what Luke was saying, like if you go into a studio with a development deal, 
I think selling out would be if like the end product is completely doesn't have your it just says your name on it, but you didn't really have you didn't stand your ground on creative input. You just kind of let them walk all over you and be like, hey, uh, like this show is popular right right now. Right. Let's make it like that. Let's make it like that with your characters. Like, let's do friends with angry bears. <laughs> it's like, uh, if you were just like, OK, fuck it. Let's just get it done. Right. That's kind of selling out. Right. And you're, yeah. you're compromising, you know, a vision that you've built up. You know, and you know that like works for you, you know, but, you know, maybe you're like your own fear, you know, just kind of lets you fucking like go. All right. I'll, you know, go with what, you know, this the the studio execs want and take the check and fucking, you know, let it, fucking, yeah. you know, whatever. I guess that's like quite literally selling out. But like some people think selling out is anything you do that's in the market. Yeah. Like, if they saw your stuff in Hot Topic, they'd be like, you sold out. Oh, yeah. When yeah. it kind of makes sense, like, I mean, that would be, like, a goth kind of, like, place to have a goth. Not. Oh, no. Hey, trust you, me. I used you know, to be a fucking big judge of selling out, you know, back in the yeah. 90s. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, when, like, you know, your favorite band fucking suddenly gets on the top 40. Oh, and, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. Like, that kind of yeah, fucking, yeah. you know. Like Metallica did. Yeah, or Nine Inch Nails right. did, or fucking, like, you know, whatever. I mean, like, you know. And like you know, back then it that like you know it was a like a kind of a, an REM. Oh yeah, REM. Oh REM God. sold out. That's a big one. Oh yeah, I was losing my religion. From which that was their sellout <laughs> song. You know, I think everybody that's the first hurts, time I ever. You know, shiny, shiny happy people. You know, fucking. But I like, like I like this. You guys are old school. <laughs> no, we're just old. I can't bring those <laughs> names up at work. Nobody knows. REM them. was once kind of indie. But, oh. Yeah. oh yeah, fucking yeah. Agent Orange, like the fucking Green album, fucking that 1991 or 1990, I think. Anyways, yeah. but like, um, you know, I yeah, I mean, I think selling out has completely the, the the idea of what selling out has has completely changed over the years. You know, like the selling out now means something different from selling out fucking 30 years ago. Selling out now means securing the bag, and securing the bag means a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is now. Hammer was ahead of his time. All those guys. <laughs> but, you know. Secure I'm the bag, Luke. <laughs> Secure the bag. What the fuck? Secure the bag? Secure where where the does that bag. come from? Is that a New York thing or something? Yeah, it's like a hip hop term. Secure it means like, the bag. like a bag I, I of money. Yeah, I yeah, understand yeah. what it means, but I've never yeah. heard it. Luke. Yeah, put the money in the bag, secure the bag, gonna, secure well, the bag. Once I do, do once I do my sellout show, it'll be I'll call the shows secure the bag. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, so Jacob Scott mentions World War Z might be like that. I guess it had nothing to do with the book. I don't know. It's uh, a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't I never read the book though. I, I don't even know what that is. It's a zombie movie featuring Brad Pitt, I think. Yeah. Zombies are bullshit. I don't <laughs> I don't read about zombies. Yeah, but what the was last there? time I cared about zombies was Thriller. Oh, oh yeah. that was a. That was well, a what about yeah. Z Nation though? That's a zombie one. That's like a lowest budget Walking Dead. It's so fucked up. It's it was great. It might have been. I don't it's know. So bad. I mean, it's good. I don't. I I never saw Z Nation. It's pretty. It's so bad. It's good. There's zombie babies in that one. Or little babies, or you know, because you don't see babies, baby zombies in, mm. in Walking Dead. Well, this one had angry little babies. Oh, that's that's deep. And they killed off the lead characters one by one quickly. They didn't give a fuck. I Man. remember like didn't. I it's remember so bad. Seeing it's a movie where like they like 
babies were like you know like <laughs> ripping themselves out of their wombs <laughs> and shit like that. You oh, know? that's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Anyway, yeah, I'm, sorry. Anyways, yeah, it's a diversion. Well, you sorry, know, but, Jacob Scott, that's your fault. <laughs> Horrible question, Jacob Scott. I I blame our listener. Thank you, but our listeners are no. But like, I mean, like, say, like, our golden listeners. I never read the book, but from what I understand, the movie was completely different from the book. Well, that's what he just said. That's what he said. But I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't read the book. I watched the movie. Um, It was funny because I watched the movie on a plane, and there. Oh, there's a plane scene, and there's a oh, a good plane scene. And you know what? I don't do that. The movie cuts out, and suddenly they're in like England. Oh no. <laughs> so they wouldn't show a plane crash on the plane, right? Wow, yeah, you know, makes sense. I, I watched all three Hangovers on the way to Asia one time because I'd never seen the movies, and apparently they cut out the scene where like the one Asian actor is like naked, you know, running around. Oh, uh, you know. yeah, the, the doctor, Ken Jong, Doctor Ken Jong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he shows his little yeah. penis running around. Yeah, yeah. and fucking yeah. like all that Shameless. shit is fucking like wow. cut out too. So I I didn't realize you know that there was supposed to be like. Asian yeah. penis in there. Oh, here's, yeah. here's a question about here, like, trying robot. You guys have open mic. No, I don't like, have an open mic. Don't you, like, you have com- a comedy com- fucking yeah, thing. Oh, it's comedy night. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, like, open mic is a whole... Oh, I'm, so, those, I'm sorry. Those comedy guys would be like, open mic? Fuck no, I don't do that shit. That's for <laughs> fucking losers. You know, that's, they, they would look down on that. Like, we so, don't do open mics. Fuck so, that. So what are they... What are, oh, right, because that's like, here's a list. Put your name on the list. And yeah, it's, it's like anyone can just do it. And, oh, you know, okay, these guys okay. are like, you know, they're like... They're like artists, you know. They, they yeah, have, they, I was gonna ask if there was anyone. They're anyone, pursuing a career, you know, or are making a career. Out has of it. there anyone come by here that's like doing like bigger shows or whatever? There's some like, you know, I don't really follow comedy because I don't book mm. that. Somebody else does. Oh, okay, but uh, some were touring, like they're on that's tour, cool. and they came in and did a ten minute thing. But it was part of their. You know, they were on tour. They didn't. There was just a little side. Just made a stop. Did. Yeah, they're doing something somewhere else, and they came in to do ten minutes, and then they that's pieced cool. out. Yeah, they were on the road. Mm. So there's that stuff. I don't know. You know, I don't know who they are. Are you usually here for all of for every event? Most of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's and cool. usually when it comes up, sorry, but uh, I'm like, God damn it, it's fucking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, fucking damn it, I want to go do this. And then it's the comedy nights happening, but it's okay. Uh, but I love them. They're, you know, that's their dream, right? Yeah, yeah. So for I, sure. I want them to have their dream badly. So no, I, that's why I do it. Is it usually? It's not. It's not. It's not my dream at all. You know, like right. I don't want. I don't want to have a comedy venue. Like I've never wanted that. But yeah, is I, it usually Asian guys? Like no, Asian? no, actually, uh, it's a mix. But no, not, it's not Asian centric at all. Mm. Sometimes there's none. You know, but the mm. guy who puts it on is so he does ten minutes. But uh, no, you, sometimes he's the only Asian. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, cool. is it pretty good? Sometimes amazing. Really? I like, yeah, everybody's funny. And then some days nobody's funny mm. and it has to do with the crowd. You sure. Know, the crowd actually rubs off on you too type of thing. Right. And, uh, that's kind of how it goes. It's mm. weird. Cause I, I see it every month. So some people tell the same exact jokes over and over and over and over and over. Like, right. and they're hoping the crowd's different, obviously, but yeah. they're telling, telling the same jokes. Uh, because that's part of their routine, and then um, some months or some months, yeah, people laugh at all their jokes, and some months there's not one laugh. This is the same exact joke delivered mm. the same way because they've done it so many times. But mm. yeah, so that's a, it's a weird, really weird thing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But anyways, yeah, no, huh. that's an odd question. But yeah, 
I don't. I can't remember where I was going. With I, that I was. Question. I was like, "Damn it! Is this a sellout question? Am I selling out for having ah. comedy night in the gallery?" <laughs> you know, like although that, selling, I sold out with although, comedy night. Although that was, you know, it's interesting you I'm say playing. it's interesting you say that because for a little bit in a designer toy world, right? Like with with stores, like in New York specifically, like having Funko Pop in there was considered like selling out a little bit. Uh, but it's uh, like, yo, it's like you got to pay about this. You got to pay rent. Oh, and those things sell, yeah, right? I, I like, got I like, got Bob Ross's Funko Pop. Yeah, Bob oh. Ross is a G though. That's different. Yeah, I got, oh, He's I, an exception. I also have um Hakeem from is it the Coming to America one? Oh, that's racist. That's not that. I got the Jeremy Lin one. I think no one buys it. And then I, I have sh- the New York Knicks Jeremy. Or maybe it sold out. But I had I have Shohei Otani. Nobody buys that one. Who's that? The pitcher for the Angels, pitcher hitter, the oh. DH. Nobody buys that one. It just sits. Yeah, so you yeah, played for the Dodgers. It's not like I sold out, but we sell Funko Pops. Yeah, but like yeah. for a little while, like not anymore because everyone gets it. Like you know, you got to do what you got to do. But for a little while, at least in New York, I remember specifically like in my plastic heart. Oh, we would give Vincent Bake so much shit. That like, one does. <laughs> it doesn't. Going to that shop, I can't see Funko Pops really fitting into the way that shop is though. They manage. You know what how it is it? in New York. If you yeah, but I don't remember. Last time I went, I don't remember seeing any. It's Funko not Pops a lot. There. Maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm confused. But they've done other stuff that we've been like, you know, I clown them for it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh come on, yes. <laughs> but um, oh like remember, yeah, like oh, but that stuff sells. Like Funko did those bigger figures that were like the Seinfeld cast. Right. And they were like, t- I forgot who did them. Was it, were they the n- bobblehead kind of things, or I don't even know what that is. No, it I was just they were just like geek toys. Yeah. Wow. They were, okay. They're cool, but like anyway, those kind of things are sometimes with the store. It's like uh, I don't want to have my toy in that store anymore. Oh wow! Or like something. Uh, I mean, I could see why, but I mean, there's not many, there's not that many toy stores for people to be picky like that anymore. No, Damn. definitely not. You know? No, I saw them at Roto Fuji. Like, yeah, they had Funkos too. You know, I mean, but I mean, how do you feel about Funko Pops? I don't, I don't feel any way. I don't hate them. Like I don't. I always looked at it as a different thing. Yeah. You know, there's hamburgers and there's a Big Mac, right? There's like two different things. You might want to eat that. You know, well, you know. Does that I, make any sense? Like, like, I, it does. Well, to me, it's like a, it's like a standard product almost. Yeah, and it's cheap, like low it's price. Di- it's totally different. Yeah. It's like, yo, right here in LA, it's, a, it's the same price, price as a blind box, a yeah. Funko Pop. You yeah. know? I have I have a couple of them just because there are things that like nobody else would make a toy of. Mm. Right, like a Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity, New York Knicks. Wow! Like they never mm-hmm. made a toy of that. That's like a pop vinyl, right? right? So I have one of those, but it's just kind of like I don't hate them. I mean, like I feel like before Funko Pop came out, there were a couple of artists who drew that way, who drew characters like that with the little balls, the eyes, and the square head. Right. And there was a lot of people who were like building their careers off of that. And then Funko came out and kind of like wiped those guys out because wow. it's just yeah. like. Yeah, this is our thing now. It's kind of crazy. I used to. I think when I first saw them, I thought they were fucking garbage. But um, I don't know. I, I for for me, I kind of began to like. Maybe I was of like maybe three years ago, maybe two or three years ago. I kind of began to like have a uh, turn around on like how I perceived them, and I began to kind of see that like maybe these Funko Pops were going to be the gateway. For collectors in back into a custom backslash art toy kind of culture, hmm. um, you know, and simply because like what you you know the the logical pro- progression for a Funko Pop is 
first, you know, you have going to have all these people buying the Funko Pops, and then next thing you know, you're going to have people modifying the Funko Pops to, right. you know, kind of maybe create scenes or create dioramas or something sure. like that. Even like Lego, right? Right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's going to that's going to open the floodgate to, like the what was happening before with like you know custom culture and stuff like that, like from Dunnies to, you know keys or whatever and then that's just going to lead it next to this entire art toy movement and i don't even know how many people who follow me who have the handle funko somewhere in their name yeah yeah you know and, for sure uh, and i'm flattered that like it kind of evolved that way that people who maybe started off buying these things because like oh it's a movie that like oh it's cute or whatever and then like get deep into it and then like suddenly you know, realize that there was this like right underneath the surface is this world of, you know, artists and toys and collectibles and this and that. And then next thing you know, they're buying my stuff and they're buying up like they're going onto eBay and looking for, you know, all the stuff that they missed, you know, because they weren't even aware of it. You know, you know, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, and I'm uh, I'm glad that like. There's still, like, because, like, you know, I mean, I remember, like, maybe it was, like, five years ago or something like that. There was, like, all the speculation that, like, oh, you know, people are going to stop collecting physical things because they're going to be collecting digital things or whatever. Uh, or, yeah. You know. But, wow. Yeah. But, like, you know, we still live in a tactile world. Sure. You know, we still That's want things. You know, yeah. we don't want to, de we want to decorate, like, the empty spaces in our fucking living environment, in, in our environments, you know, with little objects to kind of. Like help us help share our identities with other people. Yeah, and know? people will always be working in some kind of space where they want their, you know, like whatever inspirational little objects and whatever it is, right? Right. Well, it's that, always going to be there. I mean, there's like I went to what is it the um, Fandango, right? Their offices, and it's like man, everyone had Funko Pops and toys all over their, you know, what I mean, in their cubicles. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's always how I looked at Funko Pops. Maybe because I've always worked at a studio, but I've always looked at it them as the toy that everyone has in their cubicle when they don't want to commit to anything bigger. Like, for example, if, all right, say if uh, Nacho Libre is your favorite movie mm -hmm. and you can't afford the Enter Bay version and you would never spend that much money on that. I wish there was an Enter Bay version. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> but you would buy the Funko version just to have at your desk as, like, you know, when you get laid off, you throw it in a cardboard box, <laughs> you take your box somewhere else. But, like, it's it's almost like the thing you have on your dashboard or, yeah. like, you know. But it's, it's also a thing that it's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to get stolen, but if you put if you put your all your best shit, th you shouldn't take your best shit to work. Not unless you have an office. Yeah. yeah not to, but still, even that, you should, that shit should be at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's, like, something that's got a value or something. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't even have that there. So Funko Pop is the perfect thing to put there. So it's if $10. Your, so if your boy Cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if your boy Cause brought out, like, little companion, like, Funko Pops, that kind of would be, like, selling out a little bit. What, do you think? No. No? No. No, because he's part of the pop culture lexicon. And I, it would make sense in my eyes to have a compa Cause companion, you know, Funko Pop. Oh, but not like his cause companion Astro Boy. Fuck that shit. You know, Funko Pop. <laughs> you know, like an Astro Boy with the X's on it. Funko Pop. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Fuck that Smurf fucking X eyes fucking bullshit. What about Fuck a, that what SpongeBob about? fucking X eyed bullshit? You're like, give me a fucking. Break. What about an Elmo? Elmo. <laughs> what, what, what about an Elmo with the X in his Funko style? Yeah, it's it's called Uniqlo. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. 
Fuck that shit. Damn. <laughs> the hater. Yeah. Hating on good old Brian Donnelly. You What's know he what? ever done to you? Mr. Brian Donnelly. <laughs> you know what? He's made me feel small. <laughs> I think he's done that to everybody, bro. Yeah, well, I'm the I'm fucking like you know fighting I take issue with that. So <laughs> 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 Look, I like the companion. I have a fucking companion fucking. What, he, what, did, what did he do that make you made you feel small? Snoopy. Fucking that didn't make me feel small. That just fucking crossed a line that I did not find acceptable. Snoopy. What the Joe Cool uh toy or just snooping just touching that property fucking, at all. Just touching that property at all. Like you could fucking like, you know, fuck SpongeBob in the ass all day long. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, you could do the fucking Smurfs all day fucking long. You could do fucking the Simpsons all day fucking long. But once you fucking like touch something that I, you know, love, genuinely love fucking Charles Schultz's Snoopy and Peanuts, you just crossed the line. I'm a big fan of Peanuts. I have Me to too. say I'm a really big fan of Peanuts. I didn't mind it too much. I thought he could have done more with it, but I didn't mind it too much. He never. That's about that, what he's gonna do, right? And, and that's, that's, that's. I that's mean, totally yeah, I'm surprised fine. they let him do that, you know, with the exes. But um, I'm a sucker for that shit. I was like, cool, and I bought it. What, <laughs> what, okay, what if they do a cause Gundam? What do you think of that? Fuck that shit. Okay. You know, like you could buy a model <laughs> kit, and then there'll be little X's you got to put the sticker decals on the eye. First of all, the eyes are too small in Gundam, you know. Um, second, uh, this is gonna not if you replace the whole head with just the companion head. Oh, with a Gundam body? That sounds right, good. Uh, Thomas Hahn uh, says something. He's, oh, uh, Thomas Hahn. and everyone. He says, what's up? Oh, okay. What's toys. up, Thomas? Uh, yeah. What's up? And uh, something live. The new toy. He's oh, he loves the bust. Oh, thanks. I love the bust. I actually like the real subtle, like you know, Transformers, um, you know, reference that you yeah, had yeah. in the boombox. That was I just that kept was, the colors. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you. you. Know. Um, he says lowball Brian Donnelly, and he says, "What do you say, lowball Brian Donnelly?" <laughs> it says lowball laugh, laugh oh, low. oh. Brian Donnelly, and uh, tell them I back you on that. He, Thomas has got my back on the fucking Brian Donnelly shit. Listen, man, if Brian Donnelly was Asian, you guys would love the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it, bro. you don't even want to fucking hear this. I don't even want to hear it. No, 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 Look, look. <laughs> I do not have any hate for the fucking well, he's married. he's married to an Asian and has Oh, a, that makes them hate him even more. Yeah, he has a kid with it. <laughs> oh, he has a man. kid, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't what? give a... In your face, married to an Asian. <laughs> I, oh. Like, I'm not... I, I... <laughs> I am not. I have no problem with fucking. I have no problem with that shit. Like that's fine. You know, white boys can fuck all the Asian bitches that that you want. That they want. But the thing is, is that like, you know, I like. I I like. Why they gotta be bitches though? I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies. I was just speaking out of, you know, passion, oh. passion, passion. <laughs> the passion of Luke Chu. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, look, look, his companion shit, I thought was, you know, like he's had, he's even really, as of recently released some interesting stuff, you know, and I, you know, but there's just some things that I'm just kind of like, you know what, I don't wouldn't care for it. I don't. Th- I think that, like you know, the fact that he's you know selling shit at stupid money is ridiculous. You know, especially like these fucking like 
you know, super huge fucking companions that are made out of fucking vinyl. Like, come on, man. Like, if you're fucking throwing that kind of money around for a vinyl figure that's going to collapse on itself on its own weight, you're a fucking idiot. You know, so, you know, um... Maybe he's got a lifetime guarantee on that. Like, you know, I feel like he gets a bad rap because he's not selling that. Other people are selling. Right. You're talking about the footers. He sold those a long time ago. He's not responsible for what people are selling them for now. No, I know. And like, you know, but the the reason why they've gone up, uh, you know, the prices that they have are simply, yeah, I mean, it's all secondary market shit, Mm -hmm. like auctions and stuff like that. And I just think the hype machine is fucking... You know, I, I honestly think a lot of the work is just, I don't know, I, I find it to be overrated. Dude, but at this point, the guy's been killing it for so long. Can you really say it's still a hype machine? Yes. I mean, 10 years ago, people were like, it's going to be over soon. Good luck with those prints. Like, what? He's still killing it, dude. He's like... Hey, I don't really think he got, he got even bigger. I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Like, dude, I think I'm not, it's that's, like I'm he's not, not going that's, anywhere. That's all, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's, like, fucking going to disappear. Because the hype like thing that. is usually for, like, you know, artists that go up, the hype, and then they go down. But, like, the dude, like, I don't, he's kind of like an enigma in that regard. Sure, sure. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I, you could go camping I, with him I, in Mount Fuji. Oh, that, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, the weekend. Yeah, dude. You could have gone camping the, with Cause with that big inflatable in front of Mount Fuji, and you could have been in a tent. In a tent, And dude. And, and, and uh, Futura was there, I think. <laughs> Futura was there, right? I think he was there. Futura was there, and so I think he, Lev got a little mad at me when I saw him at Comic-Con. He was at a booth, and I was like, what's up, dude? Why aren't you camping with Cause? He was like, oh, I fucking work at Comic-Con. I can't have to be here. I was like, excuse me. Well, you know, I don't but, know. Like, look, look, hype, hype obviously I'm just saying works. you should have went camping with them. Worked out your problems. <laughs> had some I, I don't have, I, look. <laughs> yeah. Campfire. <laughs> ate some uh, anago or something. Or no, oh, was, was this camp? What, it was the Japan. camping? Oh, it was in Japan. Yeah, it wasn't it was in, in America. No, 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 it was in front of Mount Fuji. Asia. It was in front of Mount Fuji, and he had a giant inflatable laying down, a companion. I saw and it. And you camp in front of that. It's Mount Fuji. I have to say that po- I love cause and all his stuff, but that po- that pose for that companion, it looks like he's having a menstrual cramps or something. It's like, eh. <laughs> I didn't, I only saw like a, a small thumbnail and I was like, scroll. I haven't been a fan of some, <laughs> of, I, haven't, I, haven't scroll. Been, I haven't been a fan of some of his stuff. Like the, like a, the food, the plush stuff. I'm not really big on. No. Yeah. Oh, the but, Mount um, Fuji plush is kind of like not really greatly designed. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. Kinda like, yeah. But yeah, Dead Sea Futura was there. Like all of the heavy hitters were there. Stash, Futura. Those, he- those heavy hitters. Cool. Those good heavy hitters. Co- East Coast. Good for them. Do you like him? Do you like him? Because uh, is there an East Coast bias, though? Dude, I'm like that. With, yeah, I'm very much East Coast with everything. That's why I like Futura. That's why I like Cause. I like all that. All, all that stuff. I was a big fan of when I well, first started. I like started. Futura. I mean, like Futura in my eyes is like a real fucking painter, you know. But like, I don't know. I I just I think you know. I see a bunch of fucking idiots fucking rallying around fucking Cause, and it just fucking makes me sick. <laughs> Come on, that's a little. That's haterism. That's all haterism. No, I, I, I never said I wasn't a hater. <laughs> I'm allowed to fucking hate. You I'm know? sure you, you, yeah, you know, and absolutely. I and, and I'm 100%, 100%. using percent, and I'm I'm using this venue though it's not really fucking like you know doing much for 
us in, in the numbers <laughs> <laughs> to fucking like. Well, now you could know, hashtag cause and like people will watch it. You know what? I don't. I no. I have no interest in fucking you know promoting <laughs> his shit at all. You know, his. I have no interest in promoting his name or his brand. You know, I like a lot of New New York stuff. That's where I. Now, when did you move? It's like a decade ago, dude. Yeah, next year will be ten years. Uh, I was wow. guessing about next that. March will be ten years. I've been out here for a while now. So, what, what kind of stuff did you do in New York before you came out here? Sell drugs? <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, no, in New York, I did. Um, uh, like I've always worked in animation, right? But in New York, I was doing stuff like uh, I was just starting to design toys and and uh, do graphics and design, having like. Stuff that I was doing for clients, like I was doing stuff for Nike and stuff. And then when I moved out here, I started getting more, like, funny enough, like, I started getting more stuff to do back home. Like, I just watched the Buff Monster interview, Mm -hmm. and I had this sort of reverse stuff. Where, like, I moved out here, and then it opened up doors for me here, but it also opened up doors for me in New York. Like, once I did a couple of high-profile, like, things, clients over here, then I got some calls from New York, like, hey, now that you do that... Do you want to do this? And that's how I got certain things, certain walls and certain uh, opportunities in New York. Mm. Which, what part of New York were you from? Queens. Oh. Yeah, I grew up in Queens. Born in Brooklyn. Yeah, man. It's been good to me. LA's been good. I've been in Burbank the whole time. Worked in animation studios. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, whatever I'm doing right now, I started in New York. And well, what animation like, studios are there in New York? There's oh, all oh, right. I forgot. Eric doesn't know much about New York, I, even though you had a store I. there. For I had like a shop there for six, seven years, yeah. something like that, six <laughs> or seven years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There were a lot of animation studios in New York. Um, there was an animation studio in New York called uh, Curious Pictures that I worked at. They did uh, an animated show for Disney called Little Einsteins. It was for little kids and stuff. So I animated on that show. Four Kids Entertainment was in New York. They did oh. a lot of the dub overs for Pokemon and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they also had the Turtles property for a while. So I worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with them. Mm. And then uh, Venture Brothers was done out of New York. Still is, I think. Oh, I love Venture so Brothers. So I worked on Venture Brothers back back in the day. And uh, Nickelodeon, MTV Animation. Um, That's right. And right. a couple of more commercial houses. And that was pretty much it. Uh, Sesame Street had, like, Scholastic had a studio. Oh, cool. So things like that. It's more... Uh, preschool stuff in new york mm. yeah so I, wor- I was working on all that stuff in new york and then started doing toys back then and uh yeah then led to me moving out to california um earlier before we started the podcast you're speaking spanish yeah is that your first language no uh english and spanish i learned both at the same time where yeah. are you from you're yeah, you, uh, do you have an interesting uh, backstory of at least just genealogy wise yeah my grandfather is cantonese and everybody else is ecuadorian and my family, and then uh, I'm born here. Oh, you're born here. Yeah. Okay. So I don't speak I don't speak Chinese, uh, although my grandfather was Chinese. Um, I just speak fluent Spanish. So yeah, I had an interesting childhood in New York because it was like I was too hood to hang with the Chinese kids, Asian kids, and I was too Asian to hang with the Spanish kids. So I ended up just growing up with my neighborhood was black, so I just grew up like that. Mm. Yeah. So you're actually half Ecuadorian. Or are you 100%? Yeah, I guess I'm 75 percent. 75 percent Ecuadorian. Yeah. I call. I think I'm. Uh, but you look. 100%. I like to consider myself an Afro-Latino, <laughs> <laughs> if that's such a thing. But you, I think you look more Asian than you look 
I don't even know what a co- dude. Everybody just thinks I'm like in New right. York. Everybody thinks I'm Chinese, right? And right. here, everybody thinks I'm Filipino. Like that's just that's just how it goes. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I, I figured <laughs> that you were like at least most mostly yeah. Asian. So I didn't really grow up Asian like that. I grew oh. up like Hispanic, mm. you know. But it's pretty cool. Like in the re- last recent years, like I guess it's been cool to see like New York Asians coming up. If that's such, if that makes any sense, like what's that? Like it's like Eddie Wong, it's oh, like Aquafina, okay. like gotcha. Asians that are a little bit sure. more street and urban. You know, that's kind of like a New York thing. Sure. You know, so it's been cool seeing those guys get like famous, like super famous. Mm. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, enough about me. <laughs> that's plenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no. interesting. Wait. So wait. What do you? What kind of work are you? Are you? Are you? Are you do you have to like sign like um, like NDAs? You know, for the pro- pro- kind of projects that you're working. Oh, on? Oh yeah, now? but right now I'm on the series called. Um, I'm on. I'm working on Ben Ten right now. Oh really? So that show's been wait, around forever. So I don't they, have to. Like, didn't they like? Is it coming back or? No, they're always rebooting it. It's like they're Scooby. It's like <laughs> their IP that's like always coming back around. Right. And internationally, it's their highest rated show. Seriously? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yep. Cool. So, like, they're always making toys for that. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a shelf for it at Target. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, so, um, so yeah, I'm working, and I don't know which incarnation of it is, but uh, I'm working on the latest version. Jeez, that, oh, man, that show is like come and gone so many fucking times. Oh, yeah, times. yeah, yeah. It's been around forever. And then before that, I worked on the Batman Ninja Turtles movie. That came out to video. Oh, I saw the uh, I saw a clip of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was busy on that, and that was a couple of years ago. We finished that, but it just came out recently. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, just been doing cartoons out here. And then, uh, are you doing, doing like keyframe kind of drawings? Or no, it's all character design. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you know, and then I do the occasional gallery show. Mm-hmm. I guess you know I did that piece for uh, Corey Helford Gallery, yeah, yeah. which was my first time. Uh, doing anything for them because mm-hmm. I the only time I go there is like for your shows or something so mm-hmm. I got invited to that and that was pretty cool I was like alright um, and uh, then a couple other usually I do a lot of stuff in New York when I have shows because I kind of know everybody over there Yeah, not super gallery shows but like everybody who has a wall shop gallery you know so I do a lot of stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so that's usually where where I showcase, and I showcase stuff here sometimes. Like, I went to Gallery 1988 once, and I talked to those. You know how they have the location that's across the street from the Golden Apple Comics? Yeah, yeah. So I went there one time because they had this cool show for this guy from New York that does, like, these hip-hop street signs. Mm-hmm. His name is, like, Jay Shells, I think. Mm-hmm. He takes hip-hop quotables, and then he makes street signs out of them, mm-hmm. and he goes to the exact location that they're referencing in those quotables, mm-hmm. and then he posts them on street signs. Kind oh. of a cool art project. Mm-hmm. So he had a show where he was just showing all that. What's a quote like? What would like it? say like um, uh, something from hip hop like? Oh man, why can't I think of anything? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like a lyric of like, uh, okay, for example, uh, put the money on the bag on Sawtell, right? If they reference something like that, put the money in the bag on Sawtell. If that's like a hip hop lyric, he'll make a street sign with those quotes in the rapper song. Uh, the rapper's name, and then put it on the corner of Sawtell, like, as a street sign. Oh, I see. So it's like, yeah. oh, cool. It's, like, geographically located at where so they were referencing. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yes, he might exactly. might make a street sign. But I think that was referencing a 
Texas El Segundo or something, not right. But here. like, if if you go, if you're yeah. driving and it says "Welcome to El Segundo," you might like you might see the quotable thing there, right? Mm-hmm. Like the quote there. So you anyway, think, you didn't think I even knew what that was, huh? No, I know you I do. Know, I, no. Okay, I give you credit. Come on, okay, okay. Anyway, come on. So anyway, so like the gallery was. Um, so I was there at the gallery, and I, after a couple of people left, I talked to the kid who was there, or the guy who they hired to kind of like watch the shop. And I was like, yo, what's up with this place? How do you get a show here? And blah, blah, blah. He was like, well, you do a couple of our group shows. And then blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, and then we have this one guy who did all these group shows. And then he got a solo show. And then he was able to get a job at Cartoon Network from there. And I'm just like, if that's the ultimate goal, I got fucking a, <laughs> a three and a half page resume. Dude. If that's the ultimate goal, like, I'm like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me, man. Like, so I was just like, ah, I guess that's, that's not for weird. me. So it's just kind of like weird of like me trying to go someplace and then it's reverse engineered. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, no, I'm in the wrong place. But um, yeah, man, and just just been busy out here doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. weird too because it's like a year will be super busy on like I had one year where I was doing murals like one every two months, like no, you know, like know, corporate, like paying. Oh, you good. know, mm-hmm. yeah, there, and um. And then that slowed down, and then I wasn't even planning on doing toys, and then that just kind of picked up again. All, so I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing toys oh, again. So a question came in for you a little bit ago, and if it's here. Um, how was uh, – uh, Jacob Scott wants to know, how was sculpting the messenger with Monkey King? Did oh, do that? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wait. I don't know Is if that? he did. I don't know who sculpted it. I did oh, not sculpt it. Okay. Um, Monkey King had a sculptor who uh, – who took care of the Monkey King? I don't know the guy's name. I forget. Right. But um, but yeah, that was cool. It was uh, it was a cool project. Um, when we put that toy out, I got nothing but love on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick posted it. He got a lot of hate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his, yeah. his fan base was not having it. And mine was like, yeah, represent. <laughs> and his was just like, yeah, no. Like always- I know my fan base. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that toy because everyone's gonna love me for it. But uh, yeah, I remember you call he trying to defend it too. It's just like people don't like politics in their toys, but unless Ron English does it, then they'll buy it or whatever. Right. Well, his kind of sense of politics are a little like more humorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that piece. Like, I mean, the the Kaepernick thing was such a you know weird like moment in our history. I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm still down with it, man. I'm still with Cap, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is he ever going to play again? I don't think so. Damn. I don't think they're going to let him play. I don't think they would ever back up. Like, if they let him play, it's going to be like when he's older. Isn't You're going to see him come out. I think that's so weird. Imagine if that was an NBA player. It's like some team would just be like, no, fuck it. You just just play here. You know, like I, I can't see any player being ostracized yeah, that far in, in like NBA, let's say. It's crazy. It's, it's only ca- football. Can they do that? It's just odd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's just like it's a, he's an able-bodied player who can actually like start for a team and he, he's not allowed to play or he's not being able to play. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I, don't, I wish I knew anything about football. Sorry, guys. Uh, th- there's a uh, only thing I know is just the owners have some kind of weird network, an old boys network or something, yeah. a good old boys network, and they're just they just shut this guy out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I don't think the NBA would work that way. No, I, I think he'd be like starting. <laughs> he'd be ready to go. It's crazy, you know. It'd be yeah, it'd be different. This football's yeah. odd that way. So mm. unfortunately, there's a, there's a NASCAR element to it. You know, um. there's some kind of 
there's some kind of vibe going on. Actually, it makes sense. I mean, considering the fact that, like, you know, like, when I think of football, I also think of, like, things like Friday Night Lights and, like, you know, like, small town, you know, wherever, deep South America, fucking, not South America, but deep yeah, South yeah, yeah. America, like, you know, and, like, you know, they, they love their football out there. Yeah. Um, so, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, what, like, what's the ratio of, like, you know, white people to non-white people in a football team? I don't know. I don't even follow football that well. I just yeah. know it was about police shootings, and it was a protest against that. And I was like, well, yeah, let's do it then. Right. Let's make that toy happen. Yeah. Well, I don't really, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care about football, to be honest. It's just no, like. No, it's a message. <laughs> yeah. Football's yeah. the last thing about it. Yeah. Really. yeah. So I'm but just yeah. like, the, yeah. so I'm like, yeah, I'm all about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, the way Patrick presented it to me. And I was like, yo, let's, let's do it. Like, I was honored to to design that toy. Yeah. And when he was telling me what kind of vibe he wanted, I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's make something. You know, I took the approach of of it being a monumental statue right. where it's like kind of like just all these cool curves. And so and I kind of draw that way anyway. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. When you're drawing like character designs for animation, do you are do you usually kind of like create a different like illustration style for that or do you feel like do you, do you insert a lot of your own personal kind of style into it no i have to be able to separate it completely you know it's like uh if i'm drawing like ben 10 that doesn't look at all like what i draw right so i have to purposely like um you know where i would put an edge or a corner i have to smoothen that out right it's almost like doing the opposite of what my natural inclination is sure because now this is a job and it has to and it has to look like the rest of the show. You really, could, you really shouldn't be able to like. If we're on the same production, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to say like, you know, oh, Luke drew this one, and right. Kano drew this one. Right. It should look like just the show. How, how did you get into um, <clears throat> like character design and animation? Well, I, w- I had been working animation already as an animator, mm. and then I got into character design because animation in New York, like the actual like keyframe animation, mm. all of that stuff started getting outsourced. Right. So I started looking around and I was like, well, what stays here? And storyboards and design stay in this country. Right. So I was like, okay, that's what I need to focus on. Mm-hmm. And uh, just character designs allows me time to work on my own stuff. Well, um, well how did you get into animation? Oh, so like uh, animation I got into because I, was, uh, I went to School of Visual Arts for illustration. Mm. Because that's, like, the most vague kind of, like, I don't know. I guess I'll <laughs> just go anything. there for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, so I went you went, to, you went to SVA then? Yeah, I went oh, to okay. SVA. And then, uh, you know, just like Brian Donnelly. <laughs> and James Jean. <laughs> and James Jean. Uh, Esau Andrews. Esau, yeah. Mupan. Like, yep. Uh, there's a huge, yeah. Yeah. So. Really great network. So I was there. and then, Like uh, Brian Donnelly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad illustrator. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was there fr- freshman year, foundation year, and I, I just found out about animation as a major there. And I'm kind of like, you know, the first thing I'm thinking of as a freshman in SVA is like, well, how do you even get a job as an illustrator? Where do you go? I don't even know anyone who does this. Like, am I going to be someone who designs menus or greeting cards? Like, I, don't, I didn't see the industry, so I didn't know where – to go who's door to knock on right so then i get introduced to animation and at least like you know for a fact that when you finish watching animation there's like these credits that go on forever 
And I'm like, well, I have to be able to do at least one of those jobs, mm-hmm. right? So, like, <laughs> animation sounds good because I need a job as soon as I get out of here, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what pulled me into animation. And then once I started learning, once I started taking the classes of how it worked and behind-the-scenes stuff, I got, like, I kind of fell in love with the labor of it. Mm-hmm. Like, although, like, this was, nothing was computers yet. So it was all old cameras and, like, paper. And so I kind of went, you know, put foot, just jumped in and uh, just focused that on that as a as a career and kind of as I was it, it allowed me to focus my energy into one thing like all I had to do was draw in pencil and worry about how good I draw and movement mm. so it's a lot simpler when someone says like just focus on this and try to be the best at this one thing mm. right but then when you get out of school computers take over and you're like <laughs> oh shit I gotta learn something new so, uh, so that's how kind of how I got into animation. I mean, I mean, I've always loved cartoons, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it was in college where I was like, I saw people actually doing it, and I changed my major over and got into it. Are you drawing on tablets now? Yeah, it, I've been drawing on tablets since like f- 2005, I think. Wow. Oh, so yeah. have you pitched your own stories and all that stuff and gone I through have. that? I have. Yeah. Uh, early on, when I was. Uh, you know, like you change your list of goals like every 10 years or whatever. So when I was in my early 20s, the goal was to get my show on it, get my own show on MTV and have all my friends work on it. That was like the goal. I didn't see beyond that. Right. So I just focused on pitching and I got a show picked up. I got I got a development deal for one of my pitches and we jumped into that. And that's kind of how I know, like things work because i went through the ringer for like two or three years Mm. right and it happened at a young age so um so when i had that development deal it was just like you know i pitched it uh we got going on uh finding writers they got me all these uh, writing samples for me to read and pick like a writer for it for like a pilot wow Mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny too because they gave me uh aaron mcgruder's like uh one of his uh, screenplays or whatever, and I read. It, I was like, "This shit is awesome. I want this guy. It's the Boondocks guy. I want right. this guy." They were like, "No, no, no, no. We just show you that as a sample. That guy's really fucking hard to work with, and he's really expensive. So no, you can't get that guy." So I was uh-huh. like, "Fuck, man." Mm. Anyway, I ended up getting somebody else. And long story short, man, we went through everything, man. We were working on the script forever, mm-hmm. you know. And then like the like uh, the studio closed down, and we were still developing it. Like a year and a half later, after that. All the designs and everything were done, and then uh, management changed, and there was a new president. Just so happened to be that the president of MTV used to go out with the writer that I picked. Oh, wow. And he was, like, in the trash. And that was it. Like, I was like, damn, that's all it took. Like, you know? It's, like, totally out of my... In a one-sentence type of thing, elevator pitch, what was your story? What, What was it? The closest thing I could come up to uh, with my story was, like, do you remember those movies that Ice Cube put out that were called Barbershop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like that, but after a while, they put out a barbershop that was a spinoff of the beauty salon next door with Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was called, but it was about those two worlds, like mm-hmm. a, a DJ shop and a barbershop and all these crazy characters that were in it. Right. Yeah, so that's basically what oh, it was about. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, and then, like, uh, just kept working. I saw that. I kind of. So they never made a pilot. They never made a pilot. But because I went through the ringer on that stuff and it took so much uh, bureaucracy and so much like uh, committee 
for me to even move an inch. I got tired of all that shit, and I felt like I just wanted to do something that I could control from beginning to end. So you didn't secure the bag? I did not secure the bag. <laughs> oh, I secured the bag a little bit because I got paid from it. Well, that's a tiny bag, though. That's a tiny bag. That's like a sack. That's tiny. not even a bag, right? It's a ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was getting I at. I secured my ball sack. A little tiny, little tiny Okay. I walked away with my balls. That's about right. it. So, um, would you ever do this again though, and start over and I would pitch one more time, type of thing? I would pitch again. Now, just, now you're in the industry, right? I would so. I would pitch again, but yeah. it really has to be something that um, um, that I have to love. You know right. what I mean? Like that, that 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 I'm all in for. Because the thing is, like I mean, what I've built for myself aside from animation, it's not much. It's not like a huge thing, but it is something that I take pride in and something that I could rely on. Like if I'm working and I get laid off then I could just focus on Kano client stuff and, like, uh, whatever toys I'm producing, all that stuff. So I don't want to give that all up just to be in the ringer again of just, like, development. Because when you're in there, that's all you're doing. Mm. Like, if I were to get, like, a deal or something, if I pitched, I would completely disappear, like, for a long time. But there'd, for be, a while. there'd be some sack securing at that point, right? Sack securing? <laughs> <laughs> sack. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so you know. anyway, uh, yeah, I would pitch again. That's kind of how I got into animation, and I'm still in it. It's kind of my career. Dope. It kind of f- helps fund everything else that I, that I create and make. So one question came through, and uh, Jacob Scott again asks, uh, any chance you'll be dropping any vinyl this year? Was that for me or for you? Uh, this year, I think everything's 2020. Like the Ghetto Blaster, I think that's coming out 2020. Is that going to be a vinyl piece or a resin piece? I'm pretty sure that's vinyl. Oh, nice. And all the other stuff. I'm doing some stuff with uh, with Sideshow for next year also. That'll be vinyl. And uh, nothing new this year. I mean, I'll have stuff with me for D- for Decon, but there'll be no no new, new vinyls. Do you have a booth at Decon? <coughs> I always have a booth at Decon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But you also did that wooden thing with Lap. That's right. The home, What's it called? The Good Friend Lap. The toy is called Bodega. Bodega. And it's about 11 years old now, the, the, the toy that I designed. But uh, Lap wanted to do uh, – he wanted to start doing things in wood. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I'm a big fan of this particular figure. Can we do that in wood? And I was like, sure. Uh, so we worked it out, and we ended up winning, like, a designer toy award thing for it. Oh, nice. And he was really psyched. And um, – yeah, it was cool working with him. He was he was like on the money with everything and uh yeah, I think he's doing more stuff with other people now, so it's cool. Cool. It's yeah. made out of wood, right? All wood, right. yeah. Car- like yeah. The whole thing. I mean it's posable, yeah. it's like yeah. all carved into separate pieces. Nice. I, remember. And I forgot what the process of that is when you print stuff out of a when you carve into a sh- big shape of wood. Mm. It's like I forgot what kind of laser thing it is, but it's pretty awesome. He's got a la- he's got a laser cutter. Wow. No, no, this is isn't it made like in Vietnam? Yeah, right. Oh, but there's no but laser cutter. There's a little people. No, 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 no. It's different. I forgot what it's called. It's like uh, it's not. It's not. Wow, you're so fucked up, dude. <laughs> little people, little people. Um, I meant little carving, you know. Yo, man, little, like you're gonna have all those Vietnamese in your your inbox. Um. <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, I forgot what it's called, but right. yeah, it's it's super on so point, it's super la- clean. It's laser, yeah, or some kind of okay. I actually thought it was handmade. Like no, 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 you could tell. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, I was it was really cool working with Lap, and um, yeah. So there'll be little projects like that, but that's not vinyl. That's wood. Wood. That's mm-hmm. stuff that I could handle here. There might be some resin, but 
you know, vinyl awesome. takes like a whole year and a half or whatever to to get in back into the states. Yeah, so yep. it's all slow boated, you know, back from Asia to the United States. Yeah. So, vinyl. It's not a fast turnaround, that's for sure. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's slow, actually, right? No, no it takes yeah. it, it takes forever. Like yeah. you know, once like we've, we've like, been talking about my next project with Monkey King and like started the idea like a month ago we're going to start working on the uh, prototype uh, on the 3d sculpting now and that's going to take months and then like you know get it to fucking china you know have them fine-tune it for a couple more months and then like you know have them into production which is going to take another like three or so months and then like take a boat slow boat which is like a month and a half to get over here yeah i never like announced i never like announcing anything till like it's here right you know like yeah, I don't even like because like, I mean, because it has to be here for you to be able to photograph it properly. Right. Like the factories always send you the crappiest photos like you can't mm. really use those for anything. No. So, yeah, I learned my lesson. I don't I don't promise arrivals and pre-orders. I don't do any of that. No, I don't either. Any, not anymore. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, resins are easier to handle because you do them here. But no, I like resin, actually. Unfortunately, not very many people like other other people like resin probably because it's so delicate, you know. But mm. you know, I I always felt like resin had a good weight to it. Like I I could see your bust being done in resin. Yeah, uh, but I mean they you know how it is, man. Some people want to do everything about vinyl. Like they feel like vinyl is the thing. So I don't really necessarily <sighs> feel that way. I think like Patrick that. said it sells better here anyway. Resin. Or I think vinyl. he said that vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. And, yeah, and Asia. Yeah, Asia loves yeah. vinyl too. I, I was actually, when I was in Shanghai, I remember um, Adfuncture, uh, another company that has recently been coming, uh, has come back, had this big, beautiful kind of like monster piece. It was huge. And like this, you know, it was an expensive piece too, like uh, I think a couple thousand dollars or something like that in the U.S. And this uh, guy came up to it, like, was about to like, you know, hand his credit card to it until he found out that it was a resin thing. And then his card back and said, you know, it's like, dude, why don't you just like, like the fucking piece for what it is, you know, rather than, like, I would have probably done the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's more chance it's going to break when you pack it and take it somewhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it had really a, a lot of sharp edges to it and stuff like that. So like, it definitely is delicate, but like, yeah. you know, like you feel the weight, like you see a, like literally it's like probably like this tall and like this big. So, wow. Know, um, Anyways. Damn, that's the biggest honey dick of all time. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's, it's, it's resin? No. Oh, <laughs> you do that to everybody. You're like, that's vinyl? Oh, it's not resin? Oh, I'll, no, no, no. Man. Just do the opposite all day, too. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you have the Safubi purist types. Which are just oh, it's like, made in China? Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> taking back that credit card. Yep. Yeah. Are you are you painting any... Uh, I saw you. You did a couple of murals like a, a like a year ago. Or yeah, right? last year I did a mural, and then a couple of years before that I did one. Both uh, both of them are in Detroit. You're trying to do more stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm you know hoping like you know like you know, I, I I think I need to get better at like kind of like you know selling myself out there, putting myself out there, and kind of like letting people know that I'm interested, but. You're wearing yeah. a murals in the market T-shirt I right am. now. I am. I got you this know. from the first time I painted See, a mural. Luke Monopoly. That's you what know. you need to do. So, uh, but I'm, I'm admittedly like a little intimidated just because you know I, you know, don't feel like I've got like 
the street cred, you know, or anything like uh, that? I, I mean, everyone could say they don't have, like, you could say that about a lot of artists. Just do it. Right. And uh, like, you just know, do I, it. I mean, like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's so weird with, like, the, um, you know, if you go to New York, it's like, even if you have cred in the street art world, it's still like not graffiti. You're not a graffiti artist. Right. You know, there's always going to be something. So, like, the more you just do it, I mean, just, I don't know, just, why not just do it? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you already kind of did a couple, like, just keep it going. Like, I mean, uh, the only thing that kind of, like, shakes off the haters is if you keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, just keep at it. And before you know it, like, you got, like, a whole year under your belt of, like, just painting walls and just, like, whatever. Right. Well, I mean, like, like, you know, whenever an opportunity comes, I usually will take it. You know, yeah. but like I, I think I need to get better at like creating those opportunities. You yeah, know? Scott's really good at that. Yeah, I should talk to Scott. I haven't seen you Scott should. forever. You, know? you should. He seems like he's always doing something. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what got you at, the, at Detroit? How do you hook up with the murals in the marketplace? Um, it, they're associated with One X Run. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I like worked with. You know them for years now, and mm-hmm. so when they first started to you know trying out a mural festival, they you know said, "Hey, you want to do a mural?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do a mural." Cool. <laughs> so you know, and it was uh, funny because like you know I'd never done anything like that. I've never even like really used cans before, mm-hmm. and like they gave me a wall. It was all brick, and I was like, "I'm not going to fucking fight the brick," <laughs> you know. So I, like, just give me fucking like cans and. Yeah, and I just played around with it until I finally got something that you know. You got frustrated, like, went for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was making to... fun of Luke. I was like, <laughs> he starts painting and he gets frustrated. <laughs> paints it all black. <laughs> he has to show the audience he's gone through it. <laughs> Goes, walks around the block with it's his vape <laughs> with his vape pen, and he comes back and he feels enlightened, and now he's ready to paint. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, just fucking paint the thing. Enough of the dramatics. Actually, I didn't paint. Uh, I didn't. I didn't paint it all black this year. Oh no, I, I could have. I did it. You didn't do it because I said, I said you were gonna do it. <laughs> calling me out. <laughs> calling me out. Well, you know, I mean, like I, I'm, I am a, I, I like to just have things black and kind of, you know, cut it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Light, yeah. So, you know, but I don't know. This time I decided. I've learned a lot between last year and this year. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, where are we at? We're at two. All right. Yeah. Kano. Yeah. I'm so glad that we had you on. This yeah. Sure, man. Great. Where do people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Kano Kid. That's at K A N O K I D. That's the Instagram. The Twitter is just Kano. Uh, the website is KanoKid.com. If anybody ever goes to websites anymore, I, I haven't updated mine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's where to find me. Um, that's like the last ditch, right? It's like Instagram. Oh, it doesn't work. I still update my website though. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I pay for Squarespace, so why not? Like, mm. I mean, that how I do don't you, know. How do you pronounce your last name? Kamanian. God damn it! I never knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, know that. yeah. Kamanian. Kamanian. I had no ah, idea. Yeah. That's Ecuadorian. Yeah. No, that's oh. just like I forgot what it was when it used to be <laughs> Chinese and three syllables, but then like oh. uh, when my father came to this country, he didn't speak English, so he just didn't didn't correct them it just they just kind of rushed them through so there's just like a typo i guess and it's, 
Yeah, I think it used to be Kit Wan Yang or something like that. Uh, and then it, it became Companion. That's right. It almost sounds like Companion. It almost sounds like Companion. <laughs> <laughs> the Companion Stallion. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Yep. All right. Thanks for ha- having um, the time to come out and hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. this was and, fun, uh, man. I amazing. listen to you guys all the yeah. time. Oh, I'm, I'm hater yeah, podcast. Hater podcast. Hater podcast. Hater. 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 Yeah. yeah, I didn't hate that much, but you know, yeah, yeah, you, you, you let me fucking <laughs> vent it all out. <laughs> Set you up the alley oop. <laughs> yep. You did a monster dunk on that. Yeah. One. And, yep. I, I keep feeling I'm going to be paying for it soon. Secure the ball. <laughs> secure the ball sacks. <laughs> secure the bag. Uh, you know, I, I'll be reaching for it in some. <laughs> <laughs> because of all this shit I'm fucking talking here. Oh, but <laughs> or it's going to be a bigger sack or, or a bigger bag. I don't yeah, know. A bigger you know, bag. People will yeah. be like, "Bravo, Luke! Bravo! Bravo! You, you know, your hatred resonates with me. <laughs> Have my fucking big sack of cash." Oh man, hatred does resonate with people. <laughs> they love that. They love it. Cool. Thank yeah. you. I love Thanks you, cause I really do. No, you don't. <laughs>